I wonder if he'll join because it looks like he's on his mobile. Mm-hmm. You know he will. Yeah, he's texting at the moment, which means he's just gonna, he's going to hang around and suddenly jump in. He's meant to be working, so if he's working, he should be concentrating on that and not actually sending messages to other people in other discords. Should. There's a lot of things that should be. Uh, communication should be one of his priorities. <laughs> he works in the communication business. Or, or, perhaps, or perhaps skill set. But, you know, in the, in the immortal words of Panoramics 18, it's good to want things. Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. A show where we discuss tips, tricks and tools to help all Guardians succeed and enjoy playing more. What makes us different? Well, we're not streamers or YouTubers, we just have a passion for Destiny and are dedicated to keeping Guardians informed and up to date with all the latest Destiny 2 news, information and opinions. We encourage your questions and feedback and you can contact us either by email twotitansandahunter at hotmail.com or on Twitter at twotitans underscore hunter. Now, on with the show. So, I, I see Respawn has joined us for a deep dive into the new Hunter subclasses. Are we yep, into all the details and tell him everything he doesn't want to know? So, mm. you guys have me for a bit. Unfortunately, in passing, I've learned a lot about the subclass, even though I was trying to avoid it. So, probably not much you guys can tell me at this point. So we could just make things up, though, and, and tell you those. You could. I mean, you absolutely could. And, and compare our knowledge, I suppose. <laughs> but who's dedicated enough oh. to do that? Not I, such a chicken right. <laughs> If we have time, and if I'm, you know, uh, not at my next site by then, I, I did have some uh, some words written down for that, uh, for that American slang Ebonics quiz for the both of you maybe that should be done on a week where you're actually able to communicate i can't communicate i'm just tired <laughs> you're just you're mar- you sound like you're miles away from your phone you sound like you're in a glass bottle in the cup holder of the car talking to us from deep inside that glass bottle trying to scream out of the glass bottle up to the microphone somewhere up ahead I think what I'll do this week, I'm buddy. just going to cut I him out from everything that he says, and it, it'll just be two titans this week, and what? no hunter. No. We could talk we, we like this, so we could be Don't deny here. my existence! You're putting people off. This is what's turning people in droves away from the podcast. The poor quality of, of the audio, and you are, you know, contributing to that. No, it's not, shut up. So, how long have we got you for this week? Uh, an, about hour. an hour and some change. So, you, you're here just for the important part about the hunters, and then you're going to go. <laughs> no, no. Accurate. Hmm. So, have what we got I all the important documents up in front of us, parody, for you and me anyway? Have you got? Oh, we do. He's probably, he's probably going to be driving any second now. Oh, he, he already is driving. He's no, in I'm the not, car, right? I'm not driving. No? I'm still in the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. This, oh, this okay. sounds like hotel. Uh, oh, tr- yeah. True, true. Yeah. I didn't hear any of the of the driving. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, moving on. No, we haven't moved in. We've got to move 
on to the show. We've got to start the show. Oh, oh, welcome to two hunters and a hunter. They may disguise themselves as titans, but that's just uh, that's a part of their ploy to sneak up on the enemy, right? Because hunters are sneaky. We're so sneaky, in fact, that some of us pretend to be titan mains just to prove other people wrong. At this point, I'm pretty sure my titan is more hunter than titan. After <laughs> after playing like four hours of Iron Banner last night, it's like just wading through a sea of hunters with the occasional, well, more than occasional titan and then like the six warlocks that are out there. Ooh. That sounds rough, buddy. Well, Respawn, you, you could be a little bit correct, because I did play at least three hours of Iron Banner, which should hopefully be in the footage of this week's podcast, of trying out different builds that I'd kind of watched during the week with the new Traveller's Chosen exotic sidearm. So there was a lot of synergy builds that I thought, I'll try. And then there was one that I had a long time ago, which was my invisibility build which is an Armor 1.0 set with an Armor 1.0 uh, Gemini Jesters. So when I dodged, I also inflicted damage on other people that were around me and confused their radar, which was great fun because I had infinite dodge and infinite invisibility. So I was just being a little person running around the map, upsetting a lot of people. So that was great fun. So are you you in a good place to start the show then, Respawn? Definite or are you about to leave and get in the car? I'm, I am I am in the car. Oh, you're in the car? Uh, yeah, I'm in a good spot, yeah. Okay. So welcome to the show this week. I am Night Dean. Welcome. Your travelling hunter is Respawn, as usual. Yep, what's up? And our amazing other titan, Parody, is back from his little holiday. Did you enjoy yourself away from us? I did. I, I woke up after the show was already recording and said, I actually have to sleep in. I got to relax a little bit. I have played a little Destiny. I don't have to know what's going on. I can listen to you guys. I, I, I binged Destiny podcast last week. I caught up on well our show. I, I listened to the episode. I listened to two of the three Guardian Downcast, which I think is its own like, you know, charity style telethon if you listen to them back to back to back because i know it's like about eight hours of destiny podcast goodness and mm -hmm. listen to the guardian hub and listen to sin play iron banner so it was it was a good time listening to the familiar voices in my head as i'm sitting on the beach just relaxing and letting my shoulders come out of my ears and some of the stress wash away and then listen to destiny talk which what better way is there to spend a vacation very nice and you may all be wondering where our little lore hunter is well, he's not so little, but don't worry. He is going to be here some point later on in the show. He will turn up and bring you some lore. So don't don't switch off the podcast just yet. There will be some lore. I'm not even going to put a timestamp in it because you've got to listen to us three go on about all the other wonderful things about Destiny before we get to the lore part. And if he doesn't turn up, one of us will do you a lore reading just to make up for it. How's that? Oh, or nice. Part out, and no one will ever know the promises we've made. <laughs> and according and then, to the TWAB, though, according to the TWAB, I did watch the TWAB, and I say watch because you know me; I don't read it. I just watch Astacross, right? And yeah. um, there so does seem to be TWAB, a lot of you? good things. No, no, no. All I'm saying is there seem to be a lot of good things on the horizon that I am actually excited about. But yeah, that's all. Well, I can tell you one one really good thing. That's happening next week in Destiny. Double Nightfall, the ordeal rewards in Lake of Shadows. 
it's the shortest nightfall that you can do on the EDZ. So there are so many different guides out there for doing it within like five minutes. Unfortunately, we aren't the kind of guardians that can do it in five minutes, maybe like 50 minutes, but it's still good to get double rewards. Uh, Tangled Shore is your weekly flashpoint, so get your lore. So these are extra triumphs that you can obtain on the Tangled Shore destination. There is a triumph for doing, I think, killing the barons. And I think uh, AZ's probably got this, where he's killed the barons so many times. Uh, you get lore pages to drop each time that you can complete it. And I think you can only get it once every time it's, it's up, I believe. Is that right? Once a... Once a flashpoint. I speak to Spider. I buy things from him. That's basically the extent of the time I've spent on the Tangled Shore in the last <laughs> year, maybe. So sure, we'll go with your thing. Sounds well, good. I'm, I'm going to have to look it up now and then put put the, this bit in the. Yeah, I mean, I'm with Parody. The only time I go to the Tangled Shore is to test a new weapon. Or to kill Fallen, or to buy the two shards from Spider. <laughs> you two are really helpful with this. I only know this because you're super helpful, right? <laughs> I only know this because I was looking on the destinations this week. Of, you know, I was looking to see what I need to complete before it goes away, and it was like European Dead Zone. I've got twenty-eight out of thirty-two. When I had a look at what they were, it was like. <laughs> What's this Tangled Chore one? 46 out of 48. And one of them is to do 500 public events, but not just any public events, right? It's Ether Harvest public events, which are only available on the top end of the Tangled Shore. So you have to you have to transmat somewhere and then Sparrow to it, I believe. So yes. In, in October, he's going to be. No, no, but the Tangle Show is going to be sure around for a while. So waiting for public events. I'm at 292 <laughs> of the Ether Harvest public events out of 500. 500 will complete it, and then there's another one which says defeat enemy scorn with pikes. I've still got to do that one apparently, but there was another one which was to do with, and I can't find it now. Yeah, no, that. That all sounds like a terrible idea. Why would you do that to yourself? Because uh, he's a masochist, a closet masochist. That'd be my guess. It's all the same thing, right? Where the hell is it now? I'm look- I've been- I was looking on it earlier this week, and I was like, okay, that's under destinations. This is our fearless leader, everybody. The guy that yells at us for being unprepared. Look at him. Look at him. Watch him squirm. Listen to him suffer. <laughs> See, if, if you would go to everyone's favorite site, breaktech.org, you could go through all of these lovely triumphs and then figure out which one it is you're looking for. Tell him, Parody! Tell him! <laughs> I've apparently done 149 of 500 Ether Harvest events, which I didn't think would be anywhere near that high, but who knew? Braytech Org knew. That's who. I'm looking at these. I was like, you could do this. Go, mm, yeah, I could, but mm, mm, not going to happen. And what is, what is the purpose of doing those? What is the reward of doing those? Just just another lore page? Bragging, you do right? 500 bragging. You, yeah. yeah, you get, you get um, stuff. If somebody tells me they did 500 of those as a brag... I wouldn't be looking at it as a brag. I'd be looking at it as mental health issues, you know, oh. seek professional assistance. No, I, f- I found what it is now. 
So it's under Vanguard, and it's also under Campaign, Heroic Story Missions. So you have to do 25 Heroic Story Missions from the Forsaken Campaign. So I believe you can do that when the Flashpoint is the Tangled Shore. So that helps you with getting a Triumph done, which is worth 220 points towards your Triumph score. So bragging rights, as Respawn says. You can wave that Triumph score around to people. Yes. Full stop. And you can prove your worth with Momentum Control and Lockdown returning to the Crucible. Parody. You know what I'm going to ask you? you what is Lockdown? Lockdown. That's where players play the modified version of Control, where each time they fight to fill the progress bar by capturing and holding the zones. Now, if they capture all three zones, they have indeed achieved a Lockdown and win the round. Otherwise, whoever fills the progress bar first wins. Okay. Also, as I mentioned, I think last week, with Lockdown, there is a Triumph tied to it. It's 50 points. There are four objectives to it. You have to get 15 wins, capture 75 zones. You have to defend 25 zones, and you have to get 15 lockdowns. It's pretty doable. So as that's up next week, that is one that you can get done and ticked off the list before it disappears. And it will. I'm still here looking at my supremacy ones. I think I need three more supremacy wins before supremacy goes away. And am I right in thinking that momentum control is like literally a one-shot kill thing in Crucible? So if you're going for a mountaintop, you've got more of a chance of getting a one-shot kill with your grenade launchers if you scratch somebody with them? Assuming you get close enough to anyone with a grenade launcher? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is what uh, momentum control is. Yeah. Yeah, Assuming you're not getting cross-map sniped by scout rifles, pulse rifles, or uh, a stiff breeze. You know, speaking of speaking of um, momentum control, breezes. right? If you have if you have yet to get your uh, your Randy's throwing knife, use this yes. opportunity to get it because I fell back in love with it again last night. In of all things, a raid, right? And it's because of the stupid shield guy that you have to shoot in the front and the back. It's go to the past, by the way. I'm talking about, and right. like he was just being such a pain last night with all of his teleporting and things like that, and. I, I, I switched off of uh, my gnawing hunger, put on a shotgun, and then put Randy's throwing knife in my primary slot. It, it changed everything, dude. Randy's throwing knife is, is so good, and sometimes you just forget about it, you know? So if you don't have it, go get it, especially with momentum control coming up. Okay. Yeah, because that is another one that's quite good for getting scout rifle kills. Was it that you wanted a high-impact scout rifle? There were quite a few, weren't there, that were available that you could oh, sure. use to get your round. I used, I used MITA multi-tool to get mine, because MITA was just so good. You could sight in, and you still have map awareness, right? You don't lose your radar. So when people were trying to sneak up on me while I was you know, scouting in the corner like a little hunter, right? Yeah. I was able to see them coming and engage before they knew what was happening. Also, uh... The matter multi-tool, even though it's supposed to have a damage drop-off, I never see it. I'll cross-wrap somebody with that thing, man. It's so good. So if you have the matter multi-tool, take it into freaking uh, uh, momentum control and get your Randy's throwing knife. Some people argue the Jade Rabbit, but last I checked, Jade Rabbit was fixed, uh, was broken, and I didn't see a fix for it yet. If if that's your thing, go for the Jade, uh, use the Jade Rabbit, fine. I tried it. I didn't love it. It was way easier for me to get it with the uh, with the Mida multi tool. 
personal preference. Do what you want. Yeah. I believe that the Jade Rabbit is 150 RPM, which is why it's a higher impact, isn't it? Slower firing, mm-hmm. higher impact. You can also use the Scholar if you've got one from Trials. Sure. And, the up, and the other one that you can use is just looking it up now. And if you've got a high impact with explosive rounds, that'll take care of those pesky high resistance people usually in one shot too. So, yeah. And the I believe it's called the Transfiguration from the Last Wish Raid also has one. And that, the Transfiguration Scout Rifle, you can possibly get to drop from just doing the three chest run in the Last Wish Raid, where you don't even need to go into the raid. You use the Wish Wall, you load up the different areas. There's two that you can get to quite easily and backtrack and open up chests, which will drop armor and weapons and the scout rifle is one of the only ones that can drop with rampage and kill clip on the same weapon so you imagine that on a high impact scout rifle is pretty good you put a rampage spec on there go to town and hopefully oh yeah especially momentum you'll be evil (laughs) if, if scout rifles do come back up if they adjust those or make them any better in the next year the transfiguration at the moment is going to be it's you know up to season 14 max so it's up to 1360 power limit so you can go and get it now or any time in the next season or so and it will still be relevant so it's worth worth getting looks like i do have to go back into the last wish with fuzz fuzz keeps complaining about how he wants to do it and i'm like but i've already got 1k but uh now that you mention it i think my scout rifles i got from there are still locked at the the 1060 light so i might have to go Farm my no, they, they shouldn't. No, they, they they get adjusted automatically. So, if, they? yeah, if you've oh, already yeah. got if you've already got stuff from the last wish, if you go back into your vault, which was probably where they are, have a look at them because the transfiguration that I got was several months back and it's been automatically updated with the new symbol uh, with the season of arrivals and saying that the power limit's been increased, so it's it's relevant again. Yep. Wow, yeah, I'm surprised Bungie actually did something that nice for us, man. Oh my goodness. Sorry, parody. Yeah, I was saying they pushed all the, all the raid gear up. They figure you've, you've played a raid, you've gotten the stuff. Here's something, yeah. you know, have it be usable, useful still. That's good. Yeah, I, so that's, I think that's for all the weapons and the armor. So I've got ones from the Scourge of the Past armor, I've got the Callus armor. That recently I've, I've I've acquired those has now kind of been brought up as well, so it's that's quite nice. It's gonna be relevant. That's good. Because last night in Scourge of the Past raid, I got three pieces of armor that were actually pretty decently high stat. They were all above sixty, and one of them was actually a sixty-seven roll. I didn't even look nice. at the the light the the max light. So yeah, I gotta go back and check that out. That's 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 nice. I like it. And I know you've probably mentioned this before, but I'm jealous of a goldfish memory. Let's just put it at that, okay? Okay. So this week, we got the reveal of the Hunter Revenant subclass for the Hunters going into Stasis. Yes, and, we did. Uh, Beyond Light. So Respawn has joined us very kindly on his travels this week to go through what the Revenant is. Yeah. Are yep. you going to tell anybody what the Revenant is, or would you like me to explain? No, no. I mean, fill in the gaps, right? Because, like I said, my my knowledge has just been spoilers here and there, right? But uh, the 
the super, of course, we have the two throwing weapons, right? Silence and Squall, I believe. That's correct, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them freezes enemies just like that, which I thought was really cool. And then the other one actually um, causes the slowing area and shatters things, right? Yeah. So it's a two-pronged okay. attack, according to Bungie. Yep. Two-pronged attack. So you could actually technically hit two different enemies. You can hit the first group of enemies and freeze them and hit the second group of enemies and slow them. Which, again, I want to see if the stasis field affects trajectories of... Uh, not trajectories. Uh, weapon bullet speeds. That's what I want to see there. Uh, but yes, uh, you get two attacks and then it's... It's not a one-and-done. It is a two-and-done attack. <laughs> Um, some of the other abilities. Now, I don't know if these are artifacts or whatnot. I just I heard them here and there. One that I thought was actually really cool that I'm looking forward to is the ability where the hunters can jump in the air and then crash down and freeze enemies. That is going to come in super-duper handy, especially in PvP. So you, you are talking about the Shatter Dive. Yes. Which is activate while in midair to quickly descend and shatter nearby enemy targets on impact. Yeah, that's going to be fun. And that looks like it's going to be one of your aspects. So if you remember what we were talking about last ah. week with your aspects and your fragments. And you can go ahead on and okay. fill in the gaps for me. Very well. So they say, early on we knew that hunters would embody the idea of slowing the battle around them with their stasis powers. That starts with Withering Blade, the Hunter Revenant melee attack. The player throws a deadly stasis shuriken into the fight. It ricochets off the surfaces and enemies, slowing and damaging them along the way. Landing two oh. shurikens on the same yes. target, and the enemy will be instantly frozen. I did forget about the the, the shuriken that all. Like, I saw the I saw the clip of that right where it hits a wall first and then hits one enemy and freezes him, mm-hmm. and then hits an enemy behind him and freezes him. I was like, what? Let's go. Let's go. When fully charged with ability energy, the Hunter Revenant can unleash their deadly super, Silence and Skull, named after the pair of Karma Blades that the Hunter summons. This super involves a two-pronged attack, with each Karma Blade having a different function. The first blade, when thrown, immediately detonates on impact, freezing enemies in a radius from the centre of its blast. Hurl Skull, the second blade, and it will embed itself on its surface, or enemy, and detonate, creating a stasis storm that will track nearby enemies, slowing and damaging them as it makes contact. It tracks them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Starting to, starting to get a little bit more behind this. All right. All right. Good. As is the case with the Warlock Shadebinder and the Titan Behemoth, players using the Hunter Revenant will also be able to customize their stasis powers over time using aspects and fragments. One that Respawn mentioned was the Shatter Dive, which is an aspect, and the one that they also show you as part of the elements, is Whispers of Hedron. With this one, you can gain a bonus to weapon damage after freezing a target with stasis, and that is a minus 10 to strength. Wait, wait, did I hear that right? So if you freeze them, not only can they not move, but I get a weapon bonus damage? Mm-hmm. What? So you could freeze one person, turn around and oh. shoot their partner with an extra yeah. bonus damage. Oh, so it's not just bonus against them. You just get extra damage overall, full stop. Yeah. Gain oh, a bonus to weapon snap. damage after freezing a target. 
doesn't say you have to shoot that specific target to get that oh, damage. Oh, 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 nice. So the aspects are class specific, so you can only get those on the classes, but then fragments are things that you can attach to any class. I think that's the way it works. Oh, Classic class means you can put them on anything. Okay. They don't care what class you're on. So you can move those around like ghost shells, weapons, things like that to your different characters. You could pick up like that Whispers of Hedrons and attach that to a Warlock class or the Titan class, just that they're showing you on the Hunter subclass at the moment. I'm just excited to have... I was looking at, again, near the screenshots that everybody else was looking at last week and earlier this week. I'm just excited to have, you know, not quite, maybe not quite a full tree to build out a subclass, but at least some different choices, some different options. And whereas well, I, I still that... haven't played with Charge with Light at all, I am excited to play with these fragments of these aspects to say... Whoa, you, know, whoa, whoa, whoa. you haven't played with Charge with Light? Seriously? Seriously. I, 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 have, I have watched the videos. I have listened to the massive breakdowns about it. I have listened to people say, here's what you should do. I still have yet to put a single Charge with Light mod on anything. And at this point, I, I think I just don't care anymore. I'm not sure I ever cared, but I definitely don't care. But this this excites me. The aspects and the fragments, I like this. I like where it says, here's the thing, here's what it gives you. I mean, I know it's you're gonna say it's the same thing. It gives you a perk and then you know take something away. There's a trade-off there. But I don't know. There's something about building out the class like this I like and just not having, you know, which three things because do you it's on your class? You don't have to worry about which armor piece you're wearing to, you know, the element of your armor. Hey, can I put this? mod on this piece of armor no i can't because it's solar or whatever because um even when it comes to like your charge with light options or becoming charged with light those options still differentiate depending on what on what uh element your armor is so yeah yeah, yeah which sucks because my armor is mostly void and you know i had to, i had to change a bunch of stuff around but yeah no once i changed all that around with my mountaintop my non PvP loadout is mountaintop usually, gnawing hunger, and the uh, the the anarchy. Right. Mm-hmm. So the gnawing hunger and the anarchy counters grenade launchers. So I have uh, the 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 one that says multi kills with grenade launchers make you charged with light. I have another thing on there that says um, when I become charged with light, I get two stacks instead of one. I have another one that gives me an extra stack, so I can have a total of three, and then I have another one. Which, um, if I pick up an orb of light, I get charged with light, right? And all those help me become charged with light. And the only thing that I have on to expend those charges is I get an extra, what, 20, 30% damage. Uh, but every time I kill things, it removes one of my stacks of light, right? So with yeah. my grenade launchers, I'm constantly getting those multi kills because the anarchy does count, right? And, uh, Obviously, picking up char- uh, charges with light because my mountaintop is masterwork and so is my gnawing hunger, so I'm constantly dropping orbs, right? And then I'm killing things with that extra damage or just using that extra damage against bosses. Dude, it's such a great build, man. It's, it is amazing. Like in, in one of our recent raids, right? I was lucky enough to still have a stack of light charge when we were attacking the boss, but we ended up wiping. And I did like 30% more damage than the highest damage dealer on our team just because I happen to have had a stack of light on me. It's okay. nuts, right. man. It's nuts. Yeah. And it also works right. in PvP. Like, you can take this loadout in PvP, uh, kill two guardians, pick up an orb of light, and guess what? The next guardian you face off with, you get extra damage on him until you kill him. 
You see what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I am in no way arguing against Charge with Light. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm lazy and still aren't going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. You're not my real dad. Going back to the fragments and the aspects, looking back over the pictures they put with the Warlock and the Titan, you can see that the Warlock has got like about two different fragments already put onto its subclass. And one of those is that Whispers of uh, Hedron. Uh, oh, no, sorry, the, the Titan has already got the Whispers of Hedron on, which looks quite interesting because they then also put on that Whispers of Bond as well, which is defeating frozen targets with weapons grant you super energy. So you imagine the one that you put on the Whispers of Hedron where it gives you the bonus to weapon damage when you freeze the target, you destroy the right. target that's frozen, that also then gives you bonus energy towards your super. So there's a lot of combinations that you can then put in across your different subclasses. And like I said, it's going to be like the mods. You're going to collect the mods over time or the fragments and just be able to slot them in as and when. You don't have to pay Glimmer to actually put these aspects and fragments in it just says apply on the screen they may change that for moving up and down but I, that's hope not. I don't want to play glimmer to freaking we didn't have to do that in d1 when it came to swapping stuff around we shouldn't have to do it now yeah but we have to do yeah, that yeah. now when we're putting on changing our mods or changing different parts of our builds so i'm constantly having to play 500 glimmer just to put in a different mod if i'm changing up what i'm wearing which well, that well no no because you're you're modifying a piece of armor or a weapon so I'm modifying my subclass. Yeah, but your subclass is light based, right? You're not modifying your light. You're just you don't have to pay to modify light. But I've you paid have to the pay game. to modify physical. I've equipment. earned those mods. They're there. Why do I have to pay to have them slotted? They should just be, uh, able to be slotted you, every now and then. Take your, if you take your weapon to a gunsmith to have him modify it in some way, is he going to do it for free? You have uh, to pay because Bungie gave you an extra 150,000 glimmer you could have total. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was thinking back because you know, when they when they upped the glimmer from 100,000 to 250, it's like, okay, what are you going to make more expensive now that you've given me all this glimmer? Well, there you go. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Inflation and Destiny. So this week, they also go into things that go boom. And they start talking about the grenades that we can get. So I think we were quite right that we're going to get the three different classes of grenades, but we're all going to get them. We're all going to get them. So hunters, warlocks, and titans will all get the same three grenades, which is quite unique. We've never kind of had that before. We've always had different versions of each other's grenades, and yes, slightly different takes on it. So the first one is glacier grenade. Upon contact with the ground, a wall of stasis crystals instantly bursts from the earth and nearby enemies are frozen in stasis crystals. These grenades have multiple uses. Here we go, Froggy. From encasing your enemies to creating cover, when destroying the crystals will create an AOE burst damage effect to nearby enemies. Cold snap grenades. Upon impact with the ground or enemy, this grenade unleashes a wave of stasis energy that races along the ground in the direction of the closest nearby enemy freezing them, and then searching out its next nearby foe. You can freeze up to three enemies with a single cold snap grenade. Oh, that's filthy. Mm -hmm. Right? That's dirty. Dust-filled grenade. Dust-filled grenade creates a powerful stasis field that sucks enemies into them when they form. <laughs> Once an enemy is caught inside, they will be slowed and, if unable to make it out in time, wow. frozen in place. 
So what I'm hearing is you throw your dusk field grenade down, you put your Telesto bullets in there, it sucks them in and blows them up. <laughs> and we're out. Right? No, just think of the CC though, right? Let, let, let's stop for a second and think about the CC potential here. Somebody throws the vortex grenade or what okay. you just said. No, CC, uh, crowd control. Sorry. So um, somebody throws the grenade that sucks everybody in, right? And then they're stuck there and slowed for a bit. When that's about to be over, somebody else throws their freezing grenade, right? To freeze all the enemies in place, right? And then you keep shooting that guy. And you can either throw another freezing grenade or you can throw that wave one that seeks out three people and kills them. Mm-hmm. It's just, you can lock enemies in place for a long time, dude. Mm. Yeah, this is, uh, Trials is about to get real interesting. Yeah, it is. <laughs> So all three of these grenade abilities show potential of stasis to change the way you fight in Beyond Light. Slowing and freezing enemies have obvious advantages, and we've put a lot of effort into thinking about how stasis affects combat in both PvE and PvP situations, including things like how often you can freeze the foe and how long these freeze durations last. The ability to create new geometry, froggy, with stasis is also exciting and new addition. With a well-timed glacier grenade, you can now create stasis crystal formations that can perform double duty as platforms. Players are going to use this new power, be it in form of grenade or super, to gain easier access to tougher to reach areas, or out of bounds, froggy, create new lines of sight and even do things that we could never predict. Uh, I'd point you in the direction of Froggy. (laughs) If you don't know his YouTube videos, there's definitely one in our show notes this week. You can check them out, Bungie. Actually, show you things you can predict. I point you in the direction of zero hour. Okay, as somebody that had to do it with mouse and keyboard for the first time, I was stuck on the outer wall for way longer than I'm going to admit on air. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) so having the ability to chuck a grenade and make another platform to jump on, especially when you're on the outside wall. Oh, dear God, yes. (laughs) And here is where I break respawn. Respawn, zero hour is going away with Beyond Light. Yeah, but it'll come back eventually. It's going away. It'll come back. So don't get people's hopes up. Don't tell them things that they could possibly do when it's been taken out of the game. It's taken out of the game. It's gone. Welcome back. Nope, can't. Because then how are you gonna how are you gonna finish the catalyst on 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 the weapon? We spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. You have to do it before it goes away. First time caller, long time listener. You can't do it. (laughs) There's going to be something else you have to do instead. No, I refuse to believe it. No, no, it's not true. It can't be true. Finish your catalyst now while you can. Yeah, I'm already having nightmares about the new jumping puzzle that's going to require throwing a grenade, creating a platform to jump across whatever the new dungeon they build is. You you know it's Bungie. They're going to give us something that involves a jumping puzzle with these grenades. I'm already having nightmares about it. I already don't want to do it. And I don't even know what it is yet. Yeah. So, uh, so the new raid that we've all been waiting on, the, the Vault of Glass, that's going to be implemented in there somehow. Watch. I'm telling you. Vault of but Glass. now, can you, can, you push, uh, can you push people off the edge by using the wall and pushing them out of the, out of the map and off the edge? And... <laughs> so as you weren't here last week... Mr. Update of Updaters, would you be able to tell us what happened with the Destiny 2 Update 2.9.2 parody? I would be able to tell you what happened. Now, I don't know. I don't remember what they teased. They teased a little bit of this, but uh, 
Sadly, I have not stepped into Gambit to see if they actually fixed the issue, which caused players to freeze when spawning in Gambit. They got so excited they wanted to freeze things, but not like this. <laughs> so, allegedly, if you spawn into Gambit, you'll actually be able to move now and not spawn in a second time, or maybe a third, and just hover there for a minute. They've also apparently fixed an issue with the Prophecy Dungeon, where the enemies could stop spawning in the Hexahedron area, blocking it players from progressing. Good, I've still good. only done the final boss area in that, and that's it. Uh, they've also fixed an issue with Nightfalls, where enemies would stop respawn... Respo yeah. Fixed an issue where enemies would stop responding to players if they carried modes from a contact event into the Savathun song or festering core Nightfall. Oh, jeez. So, so, if you bring one in, do they just, like, look at you and, like, try to be your friend to bake you a cake? Uh, or yes. or they just stand there and go, I don't know who you are. Yes, you. they wouldn't shoot you. If you'd seen one of the Cheese Forever videos, basically, if you went and did a contact event, picked up one of the moats, and then proceeded to the Nightfall, they would, wouldn't would bother attacking you. You could shoot them, and their damage, and they could regen health over time, but literally, you could have one team member that would just be invincible. Nice. I'm here, I'm a friend. So, just like the... Just like the uh... The thing in D1 where you could punch an enemy and turn them into friends. Now everybody's your friend. You that out. That's great. So they they made some a couple of a couple of changes to the gameplay and investment. So they fixed the issue where players who completed the Tommy's Matchbook Catalyst Pursuit were re-awarded it. They fixed an issue where the Trials Vendor Engrams advertised rewards at zero power level. This was simply a display error. The actual power you received was not affected. So if you think you got powers. You know, Trails Gear to power level zero? It didn't. It's there. Fix an issue with the Cold Denial Ornament ADS if you look different from the base weapon. And respawn, no, I can't tell you which looks like which now, but they fixed well, it. I did use it, and they made the ornament look like the non-ornament, like you said. So, damn it. Well, there you go. Real-time update. The Prestige Eater of Worlds and Spire Stars or ornaments can be viewed in, co in collections now. The Become Legend step of the New Light quest incorrectly asks players to reach power level 950 and now correctly asks them to reach power level 1000. The Rhetoric's Broadsword will now be available to reclaim from collections. And note, it will be locked to the first roll rewarded when completing the Broadsword quest. And there was something freaking out the Charlemagne bot in Discord, because when you started your Traveler's Chosen quest, it was saying, you received your Rhetoric's. Because I got a flood of notifications of people earning their Redrick's broadsword and it told me I received it. I go, no, no, I received this many, many seasons ago. So something, I, I assume it's put, it, putting it back into collections, freaked out something in the API and Charlemagne's like, hey, everybody got a Redrick's. Good job, everyone. Yeah. So if you actually earned it this week, good work, because I know I think Andy and Jedi Poet maybe were working on there, so I don't know, somebody was working on there, so good job if you've actually received it and didn't just get buried in the flood of other notifications. Uh, they've allegedly made improvements to the sleeper node RNG on Mars. So, allegedly, when combining resonant stems, it will be very unlikely that the resulting override frequency will unlock a node in your current area. So again, create the stem one place, go to the other place where you want it to actually hopefully unlock a thing. Um, Destiny has an internal checklist, blah 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 They claim this is going to work and be a whole thing. Uh, which we covered two or three weeks ago. I think however, we... Yeah. Yeah, however, it seems that our good friend Cheese Forever uh, tweeted on two days ago now, as we record, the sleeper node dupe protection does not work 
on a fresh account, I opened 172 stems without going to orbit. Collecting each node as it's created, I didn't even get 30 nodes done because 15 were dupes. Ouch. That's a lot of stems. You know, that, that number we don't give Cheese enough credit. That man, we don't deserve him. You know? I mean, think about, think about that statement right there. The things he does for us so that we don't have to do it ourselves. He's he's a godsend. If you guys don't watch Cheese Forever, I recommend you go sub to his videos. You watch him. You the way he yeah. deserves it because he goes through all this pain so we don't have to. Thank you, Cheese. Thank so you. I'm, not even, I'm not even going to read the rest of what Budgie says works because I don't believe it did. <laughs> Well, before you move on, I just wanted to point out a tweet from DMG this week. I think it was literally 24 hours ago. Daniel Alvarez said that he completed his quest to get the nodes done. Because DMG has also done his this week with the Sleeping Beauty and got the emblem. And they said they've completed it and it did not give me the emblem. So DMG has responded saying, open one more node and any will work. It's a weird bug, but the emblem will be granted. So if you have got to the point of actually completing them all and it's still not worked open one more node and it should drop because apparently they know it's a bug and you should get your new emblem no but uh, i think we've all agreed that we're no, not no, doing we haven't all, no we haven't all agreed no. you can't make me no. not I'm, not, I'm on the side you can't you can't make me do it you you can hold a gun to my head and tell me you will shoot me if i don't do this and i will help you pull the damn trigger okay no i'm not gonna do, do it, it. I, there, I'm was, going to go into it. there was a moment I thought about it, but the amount of farming I need to do just to have enough stems to open. He, he opened 170, he created 172 of them. That's, I think, more than I feel like I've ever created in the lifetime of this game. Yeah. <laughs> That's so much farming to get those materials. So, yeah. I have, I have like 190 of one of those materials. I forgot which one it was, but they're just chilling in my inventory and I look at them. Every day, just thinking about deleting them. But I'm like, no, what if, what if something happens when Mars comes back and I'm going to need these? So, so I'm, I'm going to leave them there. Yeah, the, the day may come. So, yeah, uh, short version is if you're looking to finish your notes, maybe, maybe don't, maybe wait, maybe give it a week, see if Bungie addresses it or says, oh, hey, uh, we actually fix it now. So don't get too excited. Uh, again, I know we've mentioned this before, but Spider will now give you three weekly wanted bounties up from one, and the bounties will now award 10,000 Glimmer down from 15,000, so less Glimmer per, but more Glimmer overall, or just go buy it from Spider with your materials. because Well, not it. just that, but the weekly bounty also gave you the, the course, the Masterwork course. If the yeah, two it, new it ones you also the... give you Masterwork yes, course, it does. Yeah, come up yes. You can get 30,000 Glimmer and three cores, from, you know, 10, 10 from each one and a, and a core. And I found yeah. that I needed to go and do that this week because I literally ran out of everything. I ran out of cores, I ran out of Glimmer, and I was like, I need to go and do this before I play Iron Banner because I need... Run out of glimmer? The cores I get because I'm constantly in need of cores, but the Glimmer? Because what did you do? Glimmer's upgrading and and creating new sets and things so i was doing that and i found that i needed to go and buy those three things those things are still hard they are 750 power level but at 1056 or 10 whatever i am with my artifact oh my god it, you you get to them and they are in the they're in the lost sectors 
and you take out the the boss from the lost sector but then there's a, another boss in the lost sector that you have to then take out and i had to do the one there was one on mars where it was the shrieker and it took me a while to remember how to do it but it was kill the thrall that are glowing they drop that pool of yellow greeny essence on the floor you stand in it for a couple of seconds you then have some scent of the worm again on you you then can then shoot the shrieker but what i didn't realize is that standing underneath the shrieker it gets very angry with you and kills you in one blow so <laughs> i had to make sure that the thrall came out of the doorway so that i could then stand in it to then take down the shrieker at distance because i was doing it solo so it was like Urgh. so yeah i got killed and because it's a darkness zone at that point you then have to restart so just be careful if you are doing those solo not as easy as you want. But that is the only actual difficult one. Anyone that I come across, three anarchies in the chest and eat a snack and he'll die. No, there was another one on Nessus, which was a big Minotaur thingy um, boss that you had to kill. But you had to shoot the little Vex crystals to unlock him. So you have to shoot one to unlock him to th the first time. And he, he's damage negated, so you can only do like a third of his health. And then he moves further up the map, and then you have to do, shoot two. And then the final bit is you have to shoot three. But because it was in a lost sector with loads of tangled branches and things, there were several that were hidden behind him that I kind of had to get into a different position to shoot them. And it's not like a one shot and done. It's like several shots, and you have to make it explode. All the time that he's then constantly spawning other enemies around you, and they're the exploding no, ones. No, they're the exploding vexes. Where the boss is, there's a pillar. If you stand at the top of that pillar, neither he nor the enemies can shoot you, and you can take your time shooting all the things, dude. It's I'm telling hard. you. I'm telling you, this wasn't the one that you're thinking. It's not the one you're thinking about. Oh no! Are you thinking about the the thing with the spinning shields around it? No. Which one are you talking about? I'm talking, he has, he's literally shielded. You can't do any damage to him. You have to take out the Vex crystal things. There's like three or, yeah. three or four that different. And you shoot those. And then the shield goes down. Are you talking about the lost sector where, um, you go, you go left, you go into the lost sector, but you go right and you go into the forge. You talking no. about that spot? No. No. Okay. No. All right. All right. All right. All right. No. <laughs> Sorry, parody. Uh, there, there's some other updates. They they fixed an issue where the Guardian Games quest was still present in some players' inventories. Hunters. Seriously, if this quest isn't removed this time, we're going to need to talk to Zavala about how the Titans are rubbing their weight in everyone's faces. It's mm -hmm. not for me to do that. Zavala's Please evil. Zavala's evil. Zavala's Because I just appreciate that joke. Uh, they fixed an issue where players could block progress by acquiring the Calcified Light without the quest active. And they reduced the amount of shader drops from Umbral Ingrams. Thank you. Nobody wants them. Why are shaders a thing I have to continually delete? Because you need shards and glimmer for the next expansion. No, but then, no. then let me let me get rid of the entire stack. Let me let me get rid of like yes! the, the stack that I have. I don't want them. There's about three shaders I want, and that's all I want. The rest of them are garbage. No one needs them. They also made a couple changes to weapons. As we slowly grind through this lovely patch they put out for us, the Ruinous Effigy, the Transmutation Spheres can no longer be picked up by players with an active super ability, which I imagine would kill your super, so that seems good. Uh, Say that again? What happened? You can no longer pick up a sphere if you have an active super. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the perk that provides ability energy on super activation, Apothesis Veil and the Radiant Largesse, are now activate after the super energy is consumed. 
These perks used to activate during the Super's warm-up that allowed players to cancel their Super during the warm-up, gain the ability energy with, without consuming their Super energy, so sort of fix that bug, I guess? Or whatever. Uh, this will prevent players from activa activating these perks for free, quote-unquote. They've also fixed the issue affecting perks on the Jade Rabbit and Merciless. Perks that, that activate on hit weren't triggering properly when projectiles overpenetrated their targets. So your Jade Rabbit should be fixed now, and so should the Merciless. Until next week when they tell us the Merciless has taken up the mantle of the Telesto and will never work right again. <laughs> and for the our Merciless will never be as good as the Telesto. Sorry. Nothing will ever be as good as the Telesto. In uh, the Souls of the Heroes, the, when in first-person view, most of the gauntlets are invisible in gold trim and hands, and they fix the misaligned Solstice Glow on the Hunter Solstice Leg arrangement, and they increase the glow intensity. And this last one is for respawn and PC folks, because I don't know exactly what it means. They fixed an issue on Steam where certain player persona names could cause weasel errors. <laughs> so Would you like your name? Weasel. <laughs> if it's a name or something they didn't care for, they just said, you're a weasel now, goodbye. So wow. if you've you weaseled a whole bunch, uh, maybe it's because they didn't like your name. Get a better name. I have not seen that, and I don't think anybody on my right team has either, but that is hysterical. That's kind of wow. Funny. Yeah, so that was our 2.9.2 patch that they put out, and I think as they said on Tuesday, like they promised they were going to. Promised. Threatened. Those are about another piece of information this week on September 9th. He says as he goes robot. <laughs> he sounds fine, although when you said he was a robot, you went totally robot. Yes, you did. Uh, <laughs> like you are now. We have Respawn Craig and Craig Craig. I like it. Just surrounded by robots. So they also put out another post this week on September 9th, where it states they are almost seven. So on this day, six years ago, players all, on, all over the world began a grand adventure. Since then, over 167 million guardians have joined our ranks and championed the light for over 86 billion hours. During That's that time... 8.6 billion. Sorry. 86 billion is a much bigger number. Champion the light. <laughs> Shut up. I'm going to reread it. It feels Champion. like 86 billion hours. Champion the light for over 8.6 billion hours. During that time, this community has answered the call time and time again, raising over 8.5 million for little lights and worthy causes all over the world. So when it comes to defending humanity, whether you're in the 31% that smash, the 31 that love the space magic, or the other 38 that make the cloaks look good, we're humbled that you have the chosen to make the tower your home. And, and, just, and just to clarify this, if they were to put these these three classes on, like you know, a flag system, the hunters would be at the top at thirty eight, and the warlocks and the titans would be at the bottom at thirty one. Just so you know, just to make that clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in this, but post, then they would nerf the numbers so that the hunters would stay below the stage that the um... flags are posted on. <laughs> so basically it was happy birthday to destiny because this is the day that destiny was born and they have they have provided us with some information on how to make the destiny birthday cake and i thought this was a joke but it literally is a full oh, recipe no. to make a cherry filled 
cake and it, I'm, I'm really interested to go make this now it looks really really yummy oh, oh, so I was going to ask you, if you had made the infinite forest chocolate cake yet now yeah. now it looks like it is in the official destiny cookbook too so if you have the cookbook you already have the recipe to the infinite forest chocolate cake the difficulty however is hard and your prep time is 24 hours so much like going to a grandmaster nightfall unprepared don't go into this cake unprepared. You need to get those ingredients. Uh, and yeah, if you if you uh, have issues with dairy, don't bother because this cake will not be for you. Yeah, no, I, I, I did the same thing. Like I looked at this, I was like, it's nice. I saw the cake and it was like, I figured I was scrolling down. It's like, no, no, there's there's recipes here, ingredients. And yeah, no, they, they said, here's, here's how to make the cake. Now I wonder... Was was this Deej making this cake? Was this was this DMG who who made who made this cake? I, I need to know. So so the first thing I want to I want to point out that you said parody is is you said it has a difficulty rating, right? Which is oh, hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely does. Yeah, but they missed the opportunity. They should they should have given the difficulty rating a light level cap, right? <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> this cake, you have to be light level 1080 to make this cake. <laughs> well, uh, honestly, after after coming across so many recipes online, because that's where we get most of our most of our recipes for we you know make for dinner and things, I wish they had a difficulty rating on more of them. Because some of them are like, oh, super quick recipe. This will take you 45 minutes. And then it's like, okay, do this, do this, put it in the fridge overnight. I go, no, no, I'm sorry, your your 45 minutes is no longer valid. Yeah. So I appreciate the difficulty hard, prep time, 24 hours, cook time, two hours. This tells me what I need to know. It says I can't just sit here and you know churn out this cake in three hours. <laughs> so also at the bottom of the post, you've got some HD wallpapers that they have for, that has been inspired by some of the Destiny's most beloved characters. And they've got some new items in the Destiny store. So this is new birthday mug, T-shirt, and Destiny cookie cutter set. So... Now, could you take your Destiny cookie cutter set and use it on your Destiny cake? And then make some lovely Destiny-shaped cakes. Also, the serving size is one cake. So does that mean you have to eat the entire cake once you've made it? Or can you share it with friends? Um, I would eat the whole thing. (laughs) I mean, mean, that's that's, not a sharing thing. Yeah, that's what it says. The serving size is one cake, so... Hmm. They'd also like to remind people, on September 22nd, Xbox Game Pass will get both Forsaken and yes. Shadowkeep. So also, I wanted to kind of point out with this, because I think I got a question on Twitter from the Bergen. And he asked, if I were to switch from PS4 to Xbox, would I have to buy all the DLC again? So I explained that, you know, if you buy an Xbox and you get the Xbox Game Pass, you do get Forsaken and Shadowkeep. And this is coming on September 22nd. And then on November 10th, you'll get Beyond Light. And that's as far as we know so far. So if you wanted to get the seasons, you do have to re- you have to purchase the seasons as and when they come up or in a bundle for that year. But if you get the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, you'll get Xbox Gold, the Game Pass, and you'll be able to play it on your Xbox as well. Cloud Gaming. Yeah. And, and, and the isn't Cloud, cloud gaming. gaming coming with that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, it is, yeah. So, yeah, Destiny at the moment is part of the cloud gaming service. So September 22nd, when we get the Forsaken and the Shadowkeep unlocked on the Game Pass, then it's, um, you'll be able to do cloud gaming as well. 
Nice. Now, when I do the cloud gaming, does that mean I can stop bringing my Xbox with me, jump on the cloud servers, and play with you guys on Xbox, even though I have my PC with me? If you have the Xbox Game pa- Ultimate Game Pass, it's yeah. part of the Ultimate Game Pass. I have enough, that, yeah. Enough bandwidth to make that work. Yes. If I can play online, I can play, you know. But have you got have you got a mobile device that can play Game Pass? Wait, you can you can't use Game Pass on the PC? I think at that point you're just on the PC, but I don't know because I haven't. No, no, because no, because what I was thinking is you, is you can play you can Game, use Pass. Game Pass on the PC, and I can play with my Xbox friends without having to bring my Xbox. No, that's what I was I, hoping. As I think you wrote, you read a couple of weeks back when somebody asked DMG or Cosmo, they said that it should be coming in 2021. And we're talking about Destiny on Game Pass on PC. So at the moment, it's only going to be on Game Pass for the Xbox. So you need a mobile device, like a tablet or a phone, that can have the app on it. And I believe it's only for... It's like Google devices that was things that can have... Yeah, no, I have... I have the uh, the Note 20 5G Ultra, so I have the most powerful device we currently have on the market, so I still don't know if gaming on this device is going to be good or not, but... Grab, grab a Stadia subscription, if that works, that should give you at least a reasonably good you know, idea of how xCloud will work. It's all bandwidth, it's all phone, so... Yeah, so download the app and see see what happens. It's the Xbox Game Pass app, as far as I'm aware. Uh, I do have the app. I just I haven't played anything on the phone yet. Uh, guys. Yes. I'm, I I I'm in a police impound, and I don't think I'm in the right spot. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm supposed to be working here in um. Where am I at? Kenosha. Okay. I mean Kenosha. Um Nova Scotia. Are you, huh? Are you in the right state? Are you in the right city? Let's, let's I am in the right state. I am in Kenosha, but the address that was given to me just put me in a police impound. Which don't get me wrong, I work for the police, but I don't usually end up in the impound. Well well you're there now and now you're stuck, so and it's Saturday, so they won't help you out till Monday. So enjoy your weekend. Well, you say that, but there's a lot of police looking at me right now. Oh my god, is it illegal to talk on your phone here? Uh oh. <laughs> your listener, this if we know we do to respond for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> All right, no, I'm gonna jump off right now anyway because I'm going inside. So, everybody, I'm glad I got to spend as much time with y'all as I did, but unfortunately, duty calls. So. Have a great day and enjoy yourselves. Take care. So, uh, yeah, take buddy. If we never hear from Respawn again, this is Market, Saturday, September right. 12th, 6 a.m. Eastern. Right. <laughs> Last we ever hear of Respawn driving into a police impound on his phone. <laughs> one second. One second, one second, one second. So now we, we, we move on. Now, now, now that we've dropped the hunter. We'll probably be gaining another hunter later on, but we're going to move on to this week at Bungie for September 10th, 2020. And this was an exciting week because it did bring with us some new content. And this was in the form of the Traveller's Chosen exotic sidearm and the quest that went along with it. Now, it was quite a lengthy, I'd say a lengthy quest. 
Is this the other? No, Just he's back again. <laughs> I got pulled over, and he asked me what the hell I was doing here. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm you, going for real this time. Did you tell him you were podcasting? Because I want to know how no. the look on his face. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he saw me he saw me hang up on Disco, and he's just luckily he was he was sitting there patiently while I'm trying to find the damn hang up button. But once I hung up, he's like, "Yeah, so uh, this is a restricted area." I'm like, "I know. Where the hell's the front of the building?" And uh, you know, he, he went through all the, the the basic questions or whatever, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, no, you're you're on the wrong side. You got to go down the road, turn, and yada yada." But yeah, he's just like, "Hey, you can't be here. <laughs> what are you doing?" You're anyway, nice. I'm I'm gone for real. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> Only him. So, so, like we said, if we never get the respawn again, we'll know why. <laughs> oh, dear. So, yeah, so the Traveler's Chosen Sidearm. I, I, I did one planet. How how much of a grind do I have left? Well, to be honest, it wasn't that bad. Um, when I first... I loaded it up on Tuesday night. Actually. Well, yeah. I loaded it up on Tuesday night, went around the tower, grabbed all my bounties, and I thought... If I'm going to go and do this quest, I'm going to go and do it now, and I might as well grab strike bounties, crucible bounties, gambit bounties, and whatever else this thing throws at me. So I picked up as many bounties as I could, went to Io, spoke to Asher, picked up all his bounties, and it was literally go and do lost sectors, go and do strikes, go and kill these things, go and hunt this thing down. And literally, as I was doing that, I was racking up the XP with doing all these different bounties for each thing. And I was thinking, you know, this is going really well. And you literally do strikes and lost sectors and hunt wanted people across io titan mercury and mars and that's it it's kind of i think one of these things is kind of do escalation protocol but then everybody's doing escalation protocol at that point so there was a lot of people and i got another 20 percent or 25 percent whatever it is on my uh, sword my zero hero hour zero whatever it was or line zero the Worldline Zero Sword, yes. Uh, there was another boss that I hadn't managed to hit its leg with, so I was quite pleased with that. I was like, oh, Escalation Protocol, transfer the sword. <laughs> oh, yes, I got that one done. So, yeah, I've only got one more boss that I've, I've no idea. I can't remember if there's a tracker of how to know which boss that you haven't done, which ones you have. So, I'm going to assume there probably is a tracker somewhere, and mm. I bet Braytech will link you to it. I, or one well, of them, I'm just kind of taking pot shots at whichever boss turns up, and I'm there with the sword. So, there you go. And now we are joined by the other hunter, our law hunter of the week. It's not ours. No, Tarf's not speaking. He's mooted. He doesn't want to talk to us. Much like a hunter just comes in from the mists, from the adventures out in the world, and <laughs> here he is, just waiting, waiting, waiting in a corner. With a shotgun, if he's on Iron Banner. <laughs> so I, I was listening to somebody like Astacross or Fallout, and they said that it took them about an hour and a half worth of grinding. I didn't time how long I was, but I kind of I think I did. I did it in the, the one evening, but it was just kind of an easy playthrough. It was quite. There was nothing bad, nothing you know really intense, like having to go and kill the three bosses in the last word thing. You know, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I remember I did the first part of that. I can't remember what other exotic like dropped the same day as the first part because I did the first part thinking I was doing the other quest. I was like, okay, this wasn't so bad. But then I got nothing. You know, then I got no reward at the end. 
and then looked it up and said, "Oh, I said I started the wrong quest line." So like I said, I did I did IO, and it was like now go to Titan. I was like, "Oh right, it's gonna be one of those." And I was like, "I I, I need to I need to just put this down the other night because I can't." I was like, "I would like to get this done." I saw I saw Discord popping up saying everyone getting their travels shows, and I was like, "I'll get this done, just not today, sometime." Excellent. There he is. There's not our phone. (laughs) Hello. Found the button. No, it wasn't. It was a cable that needed to be unplugged and then plugged back in again, and it was fine. (laughs) Ah, so a slightly different version of have you turned it off and on again? Have you unplugged it and plugged it back in? (laughs) (laughs) So have you got your travelers chosen this week? Nearly. Unfortunately, there's been crisis after crisis this week. Uh, I'm nearly there. I think I've got about two more two more sections to do, um, and then it's done. But I'm well on the way. Good, good. So we are at the moment halfway. Well, I'd say we're halfway through the twab. We've we've just kind of started it. <laughs> yeah, there's not, not a ton of ton there in the twab. Travelers chosen, and then our lovely. A lovely poster they want us to go order for Bungie almost being seven. Mm-hmm. And then our Hunter Breakdown that I know Nonarf wants us to go into each and every excruciating detail to tell him every piece and part of it, but we'll spare him because we also we already did that to respawn. So Yeah. Trading we, Hunter. We traded one for the other. Yeah. Traded one for the other this week. <laughs> he he's just literally been locked up in a police station while you jumped in. So But you'll have to listen to the show. How's okay, that? So like... Real real time tease for you. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is he in the car again? <laughs> uh, he he was up until recently. We'll we'll see if we we'll see if we hear from him after this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I shouldn't. <laughs> oh, so, oh, suit up. A few twabs ago, Luke Smith took some time to run through changes to our philosophy in doling out rewards through various activities in Destiny 2. Hit the article again, and we'll link that for you if you want to, if you need a refresher on the vanity, cosmetics, and more. Today, we'll be focused on core playlist rewards, so that'd be Strikes, Gambit, and Crucible. To quote the article, here's what you can expect on November 10th. We are adding a new set of armor for the core playlist, Strikes, Gambit, and Crucible. As per normal, I guess, this armor shares a set of new geometry with decals and shaders specific to the activities. Pretty much what we get at the moment, so nothing new there. We will create a new set like this each year, year four, year five, year six, etc. And again, that's pretty much what we get each year. Apart from, I think, when Destiny 2 started, we got ornaments that we could then put onto like our... Our crucible stuff. There was a lot of different ornaments that you could do. I remember one of our clan mates, Andy, going through and getting like 200 sniper kills so that he could unlock something for his gauntlets, which I didn't then go ahead and do. This set will arrive alongside the next expansion. So they do have a nice picture of one of the set, or one from each of the sets. So the Titan is rocking the Vanguard, the Hunter is rocking the Crucible, and the Warlock is rocking the Gambit. And I'm just going purely by colour here. It's blue and orange for the Vanguard set, red and black for the Crucible, and green and grey for the Gambit. So, so can can we talk about for a minute? N- not just you know the thickness of this hunter. He is he is the thickest hunter I've ever seen. But why does everyone have what appears to be a knife pointed at their neck on this armor set? I mean, it, it's supposed to be on like the left hand shoulder, 
but especially the Titan in that perspective, it looks like that knife is going right like into his chin. And so I'm not sure this is the safest armor set to use. Depends how hard the uh, Titan punches him. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> so they say this armor can be earned by completing activities through vendor rank ups. Weekly challenges are also being updated to offer avenues for players to earn higher stat packages for these armor sets. That's quite a nice thing because at the moment when you turn in packages or you turn in the tokens to get packages, I'm only barely getting like 58 maybe rolls of certain armor, maybe up to 62. So it's not the highest stats that you can kind of get in the game. And I see it unless it's infusible, it's a deletable thing. So it's not something I kind of hold on to. So maybe we're going to get some higher stats, which will upset a lot of people that go and do raids and nightfalls constantly and say, well, why should the average player earn these? Because... Because we put the hours in as well. You know, if we're turning in tokens and things, we should be able to get a chance at doing this. Just saying it. Just throwing yeah. it out there. So you, you've played a lot of things. If you've reset your Gambit rank 11 times, you want to have something to show for that. Mm-hmm. I will have the Gambit one or the Strike one. I will not have the Crucible one. Right. That's fine. I'll, I'll have the Gambit, the Crucible one, and not the Strike one. So see, it balance, balance returns to the Force. And Nighty will have all three six times over. <laughs> <laughs> so additionally, year four will see the return of pursuit weapons. So if you're new to Destiny, what we had for the last couple of years, we had ritual weapons and pursuit weapons. Now, pursuit weapons, they came first, didn't they, guys? And then we had ritual weapons. That's that correct. Right? So the pursuit weapons, we got one for each game mode. So we got one for... Were they pinnacle? That was it, yeah. Yeah, you know they had the pinnacles, and then the pinnacles were two pinnacles, so then they turned them into ritual weapons. And I guess now we're going to call them pursuit weapons, and then we'll call them aspirational weapons. So <laughs> ho- hopefully in, in yet the new name change to pursuit weapons, they haven't gone back to the, this is so good, it's going to break everything, and we have to nerf it. So well, be good, but not so good. That was coming. <laughs> We well originally we got one for each game mode each season, didn't we? So it was quite hard for them to keep inventing something new or adding something new. So we'd get like one for Gambit, one for Crucible, one for Strikes, and it was part of like the quest, and you got the weapon to drop. And then it became a bit of an issue, and we kind of they did like the the ritual weapons, and even those were kind of they they weren't bad, but they had a kind of specific playstyle within certain activities so the gambit shotgun was pretty much a gambit the strike machine gun was pretty much kind of built around using in strikes things like that and i think they realized that they couldn't continually do this all the time so what they're going to do at the moment is they're going to do one pursuit weapon but they're going to give you lots of unique ways of making it look pretty so skins skins yes Mm -hmm. and these aren't going to be through Eververse. No. These are going to be obtainable through doing Strikes, Crucible, and Gambit. So their goal is to have a Pursuit weapon available per season. And through the focused quest, Banshee will give you a choice between Strike, Crucible, or Gambit to earn the base model. Make sure that you take the moment to think about how you want to earn them, as you'll be locked into the specific objectives for whichever activity you pick. So this is quite interesting so if you pick gambit you're going to be stuck in gambit for quite some time and if you don't like gambit next season tough basically so 
yep, you're going to have to pick that. And then once you finish the quest, Commander Zavala, Lord Shax, and the Drifter will will offer you an additional quest, which will reward you with weapon ornaments to theme them of their respective activities. So if you are omnivorous and enjoy all three offerings, all three will be available to you. And the new theme of this weapon seems to be wrapping the beloved archetype of the sniper rifle in some cloth. And the base one looks like it's got kind of a callus-themed cloth wrapped around with the gold and purple. Then your Vanguard is a Vanguard orange with a kind of blue and white Vanguard stripe wrapped around that. Your Crucible, that looks red with a few hints of white. Yeah, maybe a little bit of purple highlight. It's sort of a Saint-14-ish kind of look, maybe a little bit. But it's sort of, I don't know, it's sort of the dullest of them all. And then we have our Gambit yeah, your Gambit one definitely looks like it is the beloved sniper rifle with that purple bit on it, with the purple jewels. But then it looks very similar to how the breakneck auto rifle looks with the black wrapping around it and the rest of it's green. So hopefully that's a good description of what they look like. You can also check these out on Bungie.net under the 12 for this week if you are interested. So are we excited about another sniper rifle? Yes, because it's going to be one that you can then take into Season 15 potentially so it's going to be a year from say november and this will be the new hotness hopefully that everybody will love so this will be your new beloved this will be your new revoker uh, they haven't given us much more details apart from the weapon look it they don't say whether it's kinetic or an energy slot weapon at the moment but you can definitely no scope a frozen guardian with it you can indeed so now that they've caught RI with some fancy armor and new sniper, let's take a quick look at how things are going to change for the core activities as you launch into your new adventures on November 10th. Strikes, Gambit, and Crucible players are being streamlined, and I think we've kind of covered this. So Crucible, starting in Season 12, the director will be updated with a reduced number of playlists available at a given time. The featured modes will be Control, Elimination, Rumble, Survival, and that means both Survival and Survival Freelance will be available. The weekly rotators will be Clash, Mayhem, and Showdown. Oh, so Showdown's still staying around. And you still have access to private matches for that. Limited availability will be Iron Banner. And new, thanks to probably a lot of feedback, Iron Banner Freelance, which will make its debut in Season 12. So this is similar to the competitive list, so you can go in as a solo player, and it will be a smaller node next to the Iron Banner playlist when it is available. Thoughts, guys? I'm very happy to see this because I, I was feeling bad because I hadn't even gotten to touch Iron Banner this week. So you know, I stayed up late last night, played about four straight hours of Iron Banner with Sherb and Night Demon. And it was definitely a mix of getting destroyed, doing pretty well, getting destroyed again, but lots of, lots of stacks. You know, we definitely saw the, the five stack of, you know, were the trial sweaties and the trials gear that, you know, you're just going to get mercy in 30 seconds. And we definitely saw the Frozen-esque five stacks of we're just five people running together and, you know, having a good time. But I'm happy to be given the option to go in solo since I play a lot of Iron Banner solo. I like at least, at least give me 11 other people that are sort of on their own and not, you know, teams of three, teams of four, teams of six. So I think it's, it's a good change. And I, I love, I love seeing that they're bringing this to more things because I think it's, it's needed. Off, what are your thoughts? 
doesn't play crucible. Well, it's, it's better. Well, I don't play a lot of crucible, but I do normally go into Iron Banner. But with regards to the freelance slot in it, it doesn't mean a lot to me because the only reason I get dragged into Iron Banner is by my clan. Okay. <laughs> they, they insist I play crucible and drag me in normally in a six stack. Well, well, there you, go. you have an advantage of a six stack, but then this means that you're not then facing a full stack of trials sweaties on the other team, or like yeah. three you know, trials players as they're preparing for trials that weekend, as I did on Friday night this week, which was not enjoyable. They were just literally using us as target practice. <laughs> so yeah, we uh, we went against uh, quite a few people that in the hour leading up to trials. There was a lot of stacks that would come in just to have a bit of practice and go, you know what, we're just going to destroy these people and then leave. And then one of the funniest things happened as I'm playing and I'm running across the map and I think I'm going to go to B and suddenly my whole screen pauses. I stop where I'm going. I'm thinking, has my controller run out? No, a big banner on my screen in the middle of a crucible match comes up going, trials is now available. I'm like... I don't want to know. Tell me this when I go to orbit. <laughs> I mean, I, I could have been getting shot at that point. I don't want to know in the middle of a game. Thank you. I was a few stopped and everything stopped. At least hopefully the bullets would have stopped as well. Yeah, maybe it happened for everybody, but then, you know, delays and things. But this week with Iron Banner has been quite interesting. I, I've enjoyed it because I've been doing different builds, especially with the Traveller's Chosen, which I'll get into later. And one of the days I picked up Frosty, um, who's been a guest on the show, and she was like, you know, what are you doing? I'm like, just playing a bit of Iron Banner. So she came and joined me. She played five matches with me, and every match we got mercied. We got absolutely destroyed. It was one of the most horrific and horrendous, I think, afternoons of Iron Banner. It was horrible. And I could see where she was coming from. She was like, got to the fifth game. She's like, no, I'm out. I'm sorry. I was like, no, completely understand. And it must have been devastating for somebody that actually enjoys playing Crucible when she's with her clan to come in and just, she wasn't, I don't think she was even getting like one or two kills. It was just like nothing was happening and it must have been really horrible for her. So I can understand where other people are coming from that don't want to go into Crucible, like not half. It's just, you go in to play with your friends, but then you can still get destroyed if you're not running with a six stack. It's just... if. If you're going in with some friends, you may still be destroyed, but it's fun. You're having the laugh, and that's yeah. what makes it fun. I think that's the only reason she stuck around for the five games is because we were chatting and just having a bit of fun, trying to do something or you know trying to help her out with some of the bounties. But it's 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 not a good experience with what they've done with the the change to the skill base and the connection base for the lower skill players. It's just and you know as long as the the sweaty trials players and the the streamers are actually getting into matches faster. You know, who cares about us lower skill players who actually do go into the game quite a lot and enjoy it? Yeah, it's definitely, and that's again, I played I played a bunch solo before Sherb joined me, and then before you joined us. And I would definitely, I, I've just learned, just you know, it, it seems like it'll put you, it'll put you in those matches, and you're just getting stomped. So I'll, I'll, I'll go back to orbit, like wait thirty seconds or a minute, go back in, and be like, all right, put me in with a different group of people. Because there was even one point where it, I swear, we got mercied. It broke up the matches, and then we were against the same three, you know, like the same three stack that we had faced in the last match. I'm going, you just said you broke these matches up. Why are we seeing them again? Like in the, in the next match. So there's a little bit of work to do on your matchmaking there, Bungie. To say nothing of your of your map selection, but yeah, it's 
although I gotta say, last night it was funny. I was I was with Sherb for a while, and we kept running across the same Titan, just slide shotgunning, and he had his trials gear on. He was good, but like he was good in the he was better than us, but not so much better than us. So uh, I, I think I said to Sherb at one point, I was like, it's nice to sort of have like a nemesis almost. It's like this guy where it's like, oh, you got me again. All right, next time maybe I'll get you. Like, he was better than us, but not so much better. So it was fun. Like, we got to sort of trade kills, and we sort of turned it into a little mini game. Of, oh, hey, I, I got this guy. Oh, you got that guy this time. Like, he was just sort of like the guy we were sort of not focusing on, but, you know, sort of trying to track down whenever we saw him and or trying to avoid getting slide shotgun by him. I enjoyed that when it was skill-based matchmaking because you did come across those people that were kind of on your level of your kind of nemesis. And you could chase after them. You could, you know, hunt them down. And if they teabag you, it would be fun to kind of play a game of cat and mouse of who's going to kill who and who would get the last, you know, kill on the on the game. Whereas now, if you're getting killed and teabagged, it's by a trials player that is 20,000 times better than you and you've got no chance. If you manage to get one shot on this guy that's bouncing around the map, you know, it's... And we, we had that game, didn't we, earlier on? where we had no, no word of a lie. There was a guardian with 907 light. He was sniping with a bite of the fox. He sniped me in the head one shot, and I was 150 light levels higher than him. my like, what the hell is happening? I thought this was light enabled, 150 light levels. And it wasn't like this guy had got constant kills, so he'd got a charge with light build going or something like that. Even then, I had 100% resilience. I shouldn't have been taken down with one shot. I, yeah. I really, I believe. What that. level was the weapon at? No, he, his whole entire light, he was nine oh seven. Yeah, his yeah, overall, that, yeah, the he, overall light is nine oh seven. What I'm saying is, does it count with that letter uh, that with that particular weapon being up at one fifty? It's still got the power of a one fifty. No, it's it's whatever your light level is. It's your whole right. entire light level. So I didn't understand. It wasn't yeah. like he was sniping and he'd got a charged build going. He, I think he kind of. There was no other, nobody other killed on that kill feed. It was me, the first person. That's like, <laughs> like, what? But yeah, I, yeah. You know, there yeah. might be something there. Yeah, yeah. That's what we ran into with yeah, because he was he was at a team. Yeah, he was nine oh seven, like wearing blue gear, and then he was with another guy who you know ended up dropping like you know twenty nine or thirty kills on us. Who had you know I don't think didn't have the trials here, but didn't have any any exotics on, but just had. You know, was a good enough player that it's like he, he was at you know ten sixty something, ten seventy. You know, he was at at sort of proper light for Iron Banner for someone going to go in and destroy you. But they were together, so it's like, are you friends? Are you? Is it some? Is it your buddy's alt account you're trying to work on? Is it just a buddy of you of yours you drug into Crucible? Going, you know, come on, it'll be fun. You, you can snipe, work on your revoke request or something. Because mm. yeah, like I kept coming across the same guy. And he was just sort of like sitting back in the corner sniping. It's like clearly you're you're probably working on something for a sniper. I don't know if it's revoker or you know what you're working on. But yeah, he was sort of sit there with the bite of the fox and be like, all right, I'll be over here, you be over there. And maybe he was just trying to level up his account. You know, who knows? Maybe he was came back to the game working on an alt character and didn't have better gear. I, I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, yeah. You, if it's a light enabled gameplay, just like half the shotgun shots we we hit last night and the people didn't die. It's like if you're if you're ten points above me. That shouldn't be the difference between your shotgun killing me and my shotgun not killing you if they're basically at the same light within, you know, within five points of each other. Both the weapon and our, you know, character light level. Yeah. Sorry but to I... keep moaning about this all going on about the skill-based matchmaking, connection-based matchmaking, but it, it's just kind of a topic as it's Iron Banner this week, and we've had a few more 
things that have happened just yeah. to hopefully yeah. point out and hopefully you know it hasn't happened to other people yeah and, and i really enjoy iron banner i enjoy crucible that, that isn't try you know, and well i've enjoyed trials when we do it knowing what i'm getting myself into but i enjoy going to trials and just or not trials i enjoy going to iron banner and just you know putting on my stupid sweet business loadout or just screwing around with some things and it's like you can't if you want to have any level of success at all like I don't know. Last night was definitely sh slide shotgun night. I've never seen so many slide shotgunners. I don't remember what the trials map is this week, so I don't know if they're practicing for trials slide shotguns. But it's like everybody with a Felwinter's lie. Yeah. Like it was Felwinter's lie night in the in Iron Banner. It was ridiculous. Like everyone had a Felwinter's lie on. And I'm sorry, my Felwinter's lie range and theirs ranges are not the same. They're hitting shots where I was, you know, shooting at the same time. I would die. And they would have health left, or they would not even break their shield. It's, I don't know. Anyway, enough crucible moaning. No one cares about our crucible issues. Well, speaking of trials, they just want to make you aware that the weekend availability of Trials of Osiris will be still there in Season 12. But note, Adept Weapons rewards for those reaching the Lighthouse returns to Trials in Season 12. And more details on functionality to come in Sandbox Preview, currently planned for October. That's interesting. Uh, strikes, we will have Vanguard and Nightfall Ordeal Strikes. That will be the two playlist options. Each place will continue to offer weekly challenges for powerful loot. Nightfall the Ordeal will continue to feature matchmaking at lower difficulties and increase rewards for higher difficulty options. Note, we are also looking to adept weapons for strikes in future seasons. We'll have an update closer to season 13 on what to expect. So that's literally halfway through the year. So maybe not until about April next year. Well, that'll be interesting. That'll give me a reason to actually play the ordeals, and when blue screen drags me into them, at least if I can get an adept weapon, maybe. <laughs> Gambit, as they covered last week, and as we covered last week, Gambit and Gambit Prime will be consolidated into a single mode. We have some additional details on specific rules change as we develop notes from the team on how things are going to change and the goals behind them. So, hi Gambiteers. We wanted to give you an explanation of rule changes coming to Gambit in November as well as key updates from last week. First, some goals we wrote down before we started. So these were build a more approachable Gambit Prime, keeping the one round format with longer rounds, but without Gambit Prime armor perks. Rebalance the moat phase to the last two to slash three of each match, rather than half the match. Speed up the primeval fight compared to Gambit Prime to give more of a feeling of a boss rush. Which are all good goals, because yeah, the the moat phase, and I think I think they're trying to say in the last two thirds of the match, as opposed to the last half for the moat phase. But the the, the primeval fight, absolutely, like I, I can't, you know, I mean, we, I know I, we've been in a bunch of long, you know, long back and forth. You get him down, you get invaded, he wipes three of you. Your boss is back coming in. I feel like you spend more time in the primeval boss fight than you do in the rest of the game at prime match. So I'm happy to see their considering this yeah i love so the, the, the uh the respawn rate of the primate not the prime evils the envoys as well from what i can tell by reading it they respawn every 40 percent damage done to the prime evil okay so it's a bit like what we have with gambit prime at the moment so once you've taken the boss down at a certain point you then get those the prime evils back you get them initially and then take them down 40 percent kill them off then you get the invoice back 40%, again. Yeah. Then you get them back again, take them down 40%, then you get them back again. And all being well, perfect round, no invaders, 
next next time you get them down, primeval's melted. Yeah. Now I've also been looking into this, and they've rejigged the moat stealing as well. Okay. Where uh, the moat drain? Um, now they were saying they did actually try in trials of this. It was actually draining the moats too fast, and basically, if you could get, was it? It was a strat they, they used in Gambit Prime a lot of the year, was it the 10 10 5? So you drop 10 moats, somebody else drops 10 moats, somebody else drops five moats. That then drains their bank. That as long as they bank first, you drop yeah. all those blockers on them. That drains their bank down, push your small blocker, and then by the time they've actually got rid of the blockers again, just do it again. Drop another 10 10 5. And basically, once your second lot's down, you've pretty much wiped them out. See, that's what yeah. happens so, to me a lot. Yeah. So what, what they've done now is actually slowed down. They tried slowing it down, then they sped it up. Of the, the actual, is it, I can't remember, is it, I can't remember the exact phrasing for it. Basically, it's where you actually steal moats or drain moats from the opposite team. Yeah. Uh, and they've actually found with them speeding it up, it was too fast and then it was too slow. So they've actually play tested it and they found a happy medium. So I'm quite pleased about this because the way they said it before, I had a clan mate who, who played a lot of Gambit. And he said it was, if you've got the good team and you're playing the 10-10-5 strat, there was no way. If you got if you got actually played it right, there was no way you could lose. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's that's always, I mean, not the problem with Gambit. But yeah, when you come up against you know, a team of four that are working together, it's like, of course, you're going to get steamrolled. And that's what Bungie was saying in this, too. They said, you know, we, we tried, you know, making, you know, speeding up, having it be a heavier moat drain. But this allowed organized teams to steamroll even more effectively, not less, which was not their goal. So it says you know, they pulled back to the current Gambit Prime moat target and drain. So it sounds like, you know, they, like you said, we tried to play with it and just sort of got back to we left it as it was. That's how I read this is the moat drain and the, the you know, speed and everything is going to be the same as it is in Prime now. But I'm so happy. They have, you know, it says, they go on to say, we started with the Gamma Prime blockers, but pulled the Taken Captain from the blocker lineup. Oh, as he was a little too potent for a 10-moat blocker. We replaced him with the Phalanx, who can be tough to kill, but not as lethal. And since we don't have the armor perks, we also removed the 20-moat giant blocker, because if you remove the perks, there's no way to collect 20 moats to drop on people. Yeah, yeah so like talking about the 10-10-5 strat, that's two shielded captains, two shielded Taken captains, and then the one guy who can additionally shield them invulnerable. So why? That's the point where you just sit and emote and go, uh, what was that weapon bounty I was working on? Cause his match is over. So I'm happy <laughs> we took him. I remember when they reworked the blockers last time, that captain is it's captain. Shouldn't be anything. They should be captains in strikes and things. They shouldn't be in other game modes. Just, just no. And take the teleport off them as well. Yeah. Oh, I can't. Oh, the teleportation was just infuriating. So uh, Bungie does then say, we did keep the invasions during the phase at three, just like Gambit Prime, but pull back at the minimum time between the phases from 10 seconds to 20 seconds because it never feels good to be invaded back to back. That's one thing I feel like I've never really, like I understand how it works, but I never really feel like it works that way because some days it feels like you're invaded and then the second the invader leaves, you're invaded again and you're going, well, we can't do that. You know, if we're both in the primeval phase, this should be the same for us. It, it, it never seems like it worked the same way. Maybe I'm sure it was just my my you know imagination, or I'm running around frantically trying not to die, 
and after invader after invader after invader comes through so i'm glad yeah, it's almost like they saved up their invasions right the way through the moat phase into the primeval so effectively they end up with six invasions and it's back to back to back to back to back and it's right yeah and you get someone either you know with either the you know the weapon of the day come through or just someone that's good with a sniper or a good crucible player comes through and wipes your whole team over and over and over it's like let's be honest it's either is is ignami's or it's truth there's no in between really in gambit uh yeah or or whatever you know whatever thing uh, i i saw nightmares of the queen's breaker era when it was doing you know double double what it should have it just melted everybody in seconds but yeah that tr- the truth is just uh, yeah my weapon of choice. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so I'm happy to see them basically double that invasion. At least every 20 seconds, That's gives you time to breathe and think, as opposed to just 10 seconds where yeah, you're you're there, you're dead, yeah, you're just invaded constantly. Have, have they rejigged the heavy economy in it at all? Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't look like it, but they did, they do, they did rejig the boss fight as well. So they started with a game, Gambit Primeval fight. They removed the Time Slayer buffs because... The, or, or sorry, not the the armor. So they removed the timed Slayer buffs. They increased the health and the potency of the Slayer buff, given when the, when killing the envoys. So, like you said, Arf, we respawn the envoys every you know forty percent damage under the primeval. So if you get invaded and the primeval healed you a lot, you have the opportunity to get more buffs to catch up. So the fight length ends up being somewhere between original Gambit and Gambit Prime. So that's why they adjusted the invasion timer during the primeval phase to match right in between sort of what Gambit and Gambit Prime is now. So yeah, so they tweak that that invasion timer. And yeah, so so the more damage you do to your primeval, the more stacks you're going to get. So even if you're invaded and wiped, invaded and wiped, you're going to have more of those primeval stacks. I'm sorry, more of those Slayer buffs to kill your primeval quicker. So even if you are getting wiped, you still have sort of that comeback mechanic as opposed to just, you know, you might as well lay your gun down and give up because you're just done. Yeah, I mean, that sounds really good because at the moment when you're playing like Gambit Prime and you can summon your primeval before the other team and then suddenly the other team bank a, a ton of moats and you've got all those blockers on there and you're you're trying to take down your primeval and they're invading you constantly and they can get their primeval, <clears throat> sorry, they can get their primeval quicker than you can kind of kill yours and then they just completely obliterate theirs and it's like, I've put all that work in. We were there first. You had nothing for quite a lengthy time of that match, but because they concentrate on taking out the um, the envoys first and get get the extra strats. I've run strats with people in, in Gambit before, where they constantly don't actually do a lot of damage to the Prime Evil. Hmm. They just take out all about three phases of uh, this is in traditional Prime. Um, prime. They take out about three phases of. Um, Envoys, and then just max out damage then on on the on the actual um, prime evil and absolutely melt it. Yeah, oh, that makes sense then. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I definitely feel like that's what happens because I know sometimes you, you just watch that bar drain. It's like, yeah, they're it's like they they, they clearly banked you know banked supers or whatever, and are just you know absolutely melting. That's, that's it. Boot cannon, um, tethers. That's it. As soon as that th- third wave of uh, Envoys is, is down. That's it. You jump in that rift and you just lo- unload everything on the primeval. Yeah, yeah. So overall, this should be a little quicker than Gambit Prime, mostly due to the shortening of the boss phase and the removal of the lar- larger bosses. Uh, which it's like you're fine. It, it just seems like they they did all this work on these armor pieces and this extra things just to throw them away. I know this has been in the game for a while, but 
Uh, I, I wish they would do something with the armor, at least. You know, even if you take some of the perks off it or rework the perks, but eh, maybe the future. And, and everyone at home is listening, going, it's Gambit. We don't care. Move on. No one plays Gambit. I love my Gambit. I really I really enjoy Gambit. <laughs> We're going to have to drop, drop in on the game. Definitely. So let's just drop Gambit and continue on. So Triumph Trackers. Last week, we announced some changes coming to the Triumphs in November. BF's chance and seals will be soon unavailable, leaving you to figure out what things to prioritize before the end of the season. Partnering with some community API creators, there are now multiple options for you to create a checklist of Here's a quick list in no particular order. They're amazing. We've told you they're amazing for quite some time, and they hope that you'll find one that suits you best. So we have Destiny Item Manager, Light.gg, Destiny Tracker, Braytech.org, and the D2Checklist.com. And we have those listed in our show notes every single week. Bungie would like to thank the many creators, and they're very excited to see how their portals and communities grow as we begin another year of Destiny content. And then also this week, their featured list or their featured um, creators this week are the Light.gg, aren't they, fellas? Did you see this? Yeah, yeah, it's all yeah. Light.gg got a community focus, which is richly, richly deserved because that's where we we go every week to go. What was that gun? What was the perk on that? What was that thing called? Mm. Just phenomenal. So, if you are interested in reading about Light.gg with the community focus, we will put that in the show notes for you to kind of check out. But it, it, as Perry said, it's one of the ones that you can kind of go and check. What's that perk do? What's that mod do? What's that gun do? What's that thing that everybody keeps telling me about? So you can go and check on Light.gg. So at the bottom of the twelve, they just go over the match, not the match of the day. I was thinking match of the day. <laughs> they go over the movie of the week emblem, and if you wanted to go and get one. They give you a, a um, link to go and create a movie of the week. And then they go over, you know, this is Destiny. We've been Destiny for seven years or nearly seven years. And then sneakily at the bottom, DMG puts, now it's time for me to hop into Iron Banner as I hunt for a few different roles on my weaponry. I've heard whispers from our sandbox folk on the upcoming changes to the 110 hand cannons. Might be fun to snag a few random rolls to try out when beyond light ships. That's a conversation for another time, though. How about next month? So as they teased next in October, we should see uh, like a sandbox update. I, I just really, but you missed the best part. Cool. You know, we'll see this little tease makes through editorial. If it does, I bet you two hundred thousand glimmer that somebody makes a five minute YouTube video about it. No, it's going to be a ten minute YouTube about it. Let's be uh, honest. No, you're wrong. You're wrong <laughs> about that. <laughs> Fallout Plays tweeted back at him and said, actually, it's an eight-minute video I've made. <laughs> marvelous. That's marvelous. Mm-hmm. It, uh, I, was, I was looking through, and, and yeah, we, we did cover most of the known issues, but I did want to mention that apparently the artifact is sometimes enabled in Iron Banner, and the bounties in progress are sometimes not counted in Iron Banner. So mm-hmm. maybe that might explain why, uh, why things aren't working Completely as they should. A couple of little, little tiny little, little known issues about that. So good times. And and just a reminder: if you haven't done the first part of the Exodus uh, preparation quest, you can't do the Exodus evacuation quest. So if you saw the Traveler's Chosen this week and said, "Oh, let me go do this part," you have to have done the first part first. That came up, however many weeks ago that was. Which is why I didn't actually complete my uh, Traveler's Chosen quest because I had to go back and do that first. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I'm not sure why they list it as a known issue, having to do part one before part two. That just seems like how numbers work. But they listen. So now we we had to explain it to a lot of the clan, saying go back and do the um, assistance quest first. I can't remember what the quest name was. Preparation to evacuate, evacuation, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So preparation first, and then evacuation. Because if you evacuate before you prepare, bad things happen. You're going to leave things behind. My favorite gun will be left. It, it just it, it won't be good. I think the thing is, you, it, a lot of people have dropped off, or a lot of people have moved away from Destiny playing other things, and they think, oh, why do we need to do that part of a quest? It's kind of a, a nothing thing. And now they've had to come back and do it because there's a new exotic tied to it. Which, yeah. So I was going to say, as Respawn isn't here this week, there's not much actually in his roundup, apart from one retweet from DMG. Dim will now show you which remaining legacy triumphs you have, and you can search for your next adventure in Destiny tracking your progress with Dim. Go to app.destinyitemmanager.com forward slash records. You can see there. There was also another tweet from DMG. They've heard the feedback on the looks of the Adored, which is the sniper rifle that they're talking about in the Twelve this week, which looks like the Beloved. Might look like the Beloved, but it has its own personality. There might even be some juicy tuning on the way for Mountaintop. So not to kill, but to balance. So that's in the Sandbox preview next month, so stay tuned for that. Which, I mean, really, you, you've, you've already killed. Let it go, Mountaintop people. Let it go. Uh, did, did you have... This is absolutely not Destiny-related at all. So as Respawn's not here, someone has to tell a semi-off-topic story. But did you see the Twitter exchange between Xbox and Oreo? No. Uh, I, I've put the first part of it in, in our little Discord. So looking at the new Xbox Series S, yes. it's, got, you know, it, it's that white case with that big, you know, sort of, um, we'll say, Oreo-shaped and colored circle on it. So someone has, of course, put it together with a giant Oreo icon on it, <laughs> which, which is just phenomenal. And someone was like, well, well, can we make it double-stuffed? So then Xbox tweeted back and said, well, here's, you know, the white Xbox in between two black Xboxes. There you go. So... <laughs> <laughs> some and clearly somebody's having some fun in social media with Oreo Xbox, which both made me hungry and hungry for this new system. Because again, I, I I don't care what it can do. I don't care about its SSD, about its teraflops. I don't care about its frames per second. If I can hit the start button and be looking at my weaponry before I respawn and get killed again in Iron Banner three times, I'm in. That's the only feature I wanted. Only feature I wanted from the last Xbox. Only feature I wanted from this Xbox. So if you can do that, I'll be a happy, happy boy. Hmm. And what I found quite interesting about this is not not the fact that Xbox had kind of it leaked and then it didn't leak and then it was revealed and then and then there was prices and things like. That. But what is actually quite interesting about it is that Destiny Two Beyond Light will be the, the Xbox's launch game because they're both going to be on the same day. So November tenth. 2020 when beyond light hits xbox it will also be on the game pass the game pass ultimate the stream anyway xbox game pass ultimate and it will be on the new series x and new series s for the day one released launch it's amazing if you're an xbox or like a destiny person it's just a complete synergy what a what a coincidence they pushed it back to november 10th man that, well that's a it's quite Specific a specific day. Definitely, yeah, it definitely wasn't planned or coordinated in any way, I'm sure. It was just a, just a happy accident. 
Yeah, I mean, last year, didn't we? We had a two-week delay, so it was pushed back from the end of September into October. It just seems very coincidental now that it's that specific date. I think mm. we should have we should have seen this one coming. They're in cahoots. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, they were in cahoots when they decided they were going to bring it to the Game Pass. To the Game Pass, to the new system. And what's also quite interesting about the Xbox, which I've learned through watching various different videos this week, with the Series S and the Series X, it comes with the SSD hard drive, which means the faster load times and, and straight into it, doesn't it? You can also plug in like your external USBs like you have at the moment. So you can plug in your uh, store your extra games on your USBs and play them on there. But to get the full experience, so if you wanted, like you were speaking, to push the button and instantly be there with your weaponry in front of you, you're going to need to have the game installed on the SSD. So you'll still be able to play the game via the USBs, but you won't get that fast reaction speed of plugging in, in a USB. It'd be, it'd be like playing um, it on the standard three, uh, standard Xbox One. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be like that. So you need to have it installed on the actual machine or on the external, you can, the, there's going to be like, you, yeah, sorry, like the original Xbox, you could get those memory cards that slotted in the front, didn't you? With the Xbox yep. and the Xbox 360. You could I get those. One. You could get those memory cards. They've got one on the back of the new Series S and Series X which is going to be a one terabyte external hard drive SSD that you can then put your games on with that. And that's how they're going to make a lot more money because the console's reduced in price to actually get out there. But then to expand, I believe the one terabyte is going to be like $200. So it's nearly the equivalent of buying half a console on top to then play your games i mean you can as i think somebody pointed out in one of the youtubes that i watched this week you can store all your games onto a usb and have them plugged into your xbox and then just transfer across to the, the internal hard drive if you wanted to play that game constantly for quite some time it would work like that and that would be a way of negating the expensive <coughs> negating the expensive storage which I think I'll probably end up doing is there'll be a lot of games that I can just play randomly that I'll keep on the external storage, but things like Destiny will be on the internal. Yeah, but wouldn't that cause you to actually reinstall the game more often because you get a, a certain amount of corruption because it's essentially a copied file each time? I don't know because where we've got like different Xboxes in the house, I'll download it on the fastest Xbox and fastest internet service, put it onto a USB. And then plug it into the other Xboxes and down and transfer it that way. And the games work perfect. So yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but what I mean, if you if you're continually swapping it from USB to the hard drive and then back again and then back again. No, I wouldn't do it back so, again. So, I'd just do it the one time across, delete it, and then reinstall it from the USB every time. Right, uh, that, that was the impression I got there. You were going to swap it and change it and mess around with the file completely and all i could see there was a massive file degradation and you're just going to lose lose all your save data i'd never use lose all my save data it's on the cloud yeah it lives on the x cloud yeah. they, they so tell bad. me these magic x clouds yeah, yeah the, the cloud I, i've driven through the cloud it's, it's not here it's not the cloud's not far from my house here <laughs> it's the amazon one uh yeah but, but, and the nice thing about this too is a lot of these games like honestly, they don't need the speed. If you're if you're playing some of these things, you know that isn't a Twitch FPS shooter. It doesn't matter if it's on the SSD with absolutely screaming speeds. If it's on an external USB three hard drive, it's fine. Like you know you know if you're out, I'm you know if you're out playing Minecraft, 
yeah, you can, it, it, it renders a little bit quicker. It goes a little bit faster, but you're not, you know, getting murdered by somebody with their slide shotgun. If you're, you know, if you're playing things that don't involve, you know, that twitch reflex and that ability to, I, I keep looking at stasis and seeing all those little ice shards going, there's no way my original Xbox can render that. It's, it, it's just going to explode and go, no, 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 too many things. Can't deal with it. So you're just going to try and melt. Yeah, some games just don't need all of that power. But Destiny, yeah, that's it's going to live on my hard drive. And that'll be about all that lives on the hard drive. Because, you know, like Bungie said, the way the games are expanding. And I, I can't remember if it was... Uh, I always want to say Paul Tassi because he's, I feel like he's, he's one of the game journalists I read. But someone yeah. was like, you know, hey, just, just the size of these games getting out of control. Like, they talk about the new Call of Duty and a couple of things. He's like, you're... You're dedicating, you know, a terabyte hard drive. Oh, you can put three games on it, maybe. The way these all these downloads are, they just keep growing and growing and growing. It's like at some point, let's. There'll be another. If I go back in the days of the PS One, you you had a memory card with a save file on it for each of your games, or or I did. Yeah. You had a, you had a was it an eight meg memory card for for your Tekken, for your Toker, and all your other games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds about right. So you plug plug put your CD in and then plugged in the memory card that went with the CD that you got all your save files on and went from there. And it sounds like it's essentially going to go the same way. One terabyte hard drive per game. <laughs> right. Just, just swap out your $200 SSD, put in a new one, and instead of, instead of CD... Any, 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 put... sign of, any sign of them putting a hard drive dock in there? <laughs> no. uh, but you never know. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, maybe that's later expansion. Yeah, although I mean, honestly, I was when I saw the Xbox One S pricing leak, and then now I see they've you know actually announced formally the pricing on September 9th. I was happy to see it was you know the the Series X is five hundred dollars and the Series S is three hundred. It's like what a reasonable thing. The X over here. Okay, yeah. So, and of course in Australia, Andy, sorry, it's going to be like nine. That's just that's life. <laughs> but it was kind of nice to see it because 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 I I could absolutely see them being like you know a six hundred or seven hundred or God help us an eight hundred dollar console like I, I could absolutely see them going that way saying you know as much as they were hyping and all of the all of the teraflops I can do and all of this and all of that it's like I I don't you know I don't need a super expensive console I'm not interested in that. Hmm. So I have got a couple of other things that are Destiny related this month. So loot gaming has a Destiny crate, a Destiny-specific crate, if you are interested in ordering with them. And it comes boxed with lots of goodies, uh, guaranteed with, like, something kind of clothing-wise. And also, Loot Gaming for this month, their crate theme is Neon, will come with a Destiny Beyond Light t-shirt. And that also features things from Gallagher, Borderlands, and Destiny. So these are about $30, I think, to buy, or £25 over here in the... UK. So if you're interested in getting those, that's something else. Okay, so now we have come to the best part of the show for most of our listeners, including my son, who told me this week he really enjoyed your reading last week. He enjoyed about the sisters. So you've got a big thumbs up from him, which is good. So you're on par with the other hunter. So it's time for Not Half Arsed Law. This is a continuation of the Books of Sorrow. We got up to verse 1-2. The lore fragments were gathered from the calcified fragments that were found on the... Um, Dreadnought. 
Dreadnought, yes, thank you. So go, moving on from that, we move on to verse 1-3, the oath. Sisters, this is how an oath is done. Put your left hand on the mass, close to mine, take the knife in your right hand, push it through your left hand, straight between the bones. Now, carve a bloodline down the mast. Speak your oath. I am Zyro, youngest daughter of the dead king. I will take back my Osmium court. I will kill the traitor Teox. On my left eye, I swear vengeance. In blood, the oath is made. I am Sathona, middle daughter of the dead king. I will take back my home and eat the mother jelly. I will raise my spawn on the corpse of the Helium King. On my right eye, I promise this. In blood, the oath is made. Now, I will help make your oath, sister. I will help too. I am Orash, first daughter of the dead king. I will ch chase my father's last screamed warning. I will know what changed the motion of our moons. If the end of the world is coming, I will understand why. On my centre eye, I swear it. I will understand. In blood, the oath is made. In blood. Thank you, sisters. We only have the ship left to us, but, sh but a ship is freedom. We have secrets to hunt, storm-lit realms to explore, and great armies to raise. Put up the lightning sails, we will voyage far. Verse 1-4. Syzygy. The Syzygy, carved to endure by Orash, the High Vengeance. Only Zyro's bait stars let us escape. Only Sathona's tricks let us reach the coast. But now that we have my ship, I must lead the way. I am the navigator. We may never see our homes again. Zyro seethes with hate and fury for Teox, but this is my deepest fear. Our civilization drifts on the th fundament. At the tungsten monoliths, I learned that thousands of our species drift with us, coexisting on a vast world sea. And the tides of the fundament move us all. The timid truth says that we are all the smallest and most fragile things alive, the natural prey of the universe. Teox would have us believe that our ancestors came to the fundament to hide from the hungry void. My father died afraid, not of our Teox or the helium drinkers, but of his orrery. He screamed to me, Orash, my first daughter. The moons are different, the laws are bent. And he made a sign of a syzygy. Imagine the 52 moons of the fundament lining up in the sky. I wouldn't take all 52, of course, just a few massive moons, but this is my deepest fear. Imagine their gravity pulling on the fundament sea, lifting it into a swollen bulge. Imagine that bulge collapsing as a syzygy passed, a wave big enough to swallow civilizations, a god wave. I have to find a way to stop it before the god wave annihilates my species. If I could only get back to my father's orrery, I could learn exactly when. We are weeks of travel and many continents away from home. When I'm paralyzed by fear, Zyro sits in the cabin with me and comforts me with soft, brave words. But more and more we have come to rely on, on Sathona's wit. She will go off to be alone. She insists she must be alone and returns with some mad idea. Steer into the storm, throw down a net, eat that strange beast, explore that menacing wreck. Somehow, Sathona seems to manufacture good luck by sheer will. Verse 1-5, Needle and Worm. My secrets, carving code by Sathona, the right eye vengeance. 1. 
this year of wild voyaging, these lightning nights and golden days, these forays into ancient wrecks and windblown flights from monsters. These are the happiest times of my life. Two, I want to be a mother, not because I want to spawn, but because I want long a long life, long enough to make a difference. We have been at sea a year, and I'm afraid, afraid we will die out here. Three, I know where to find secrets. I know where vast, slow things with long memories live. Four, the needle ship. Needle ship carved in my code by Sathona, a liar. One, we salvaged the needle ship from Chief uh, Ubi Maelstrom. I knew it would be there. Two, the needle is a grey ship, as long as and slender as as hope, as unbreakable as time, and old. Older than death, it tumbles through the maelstrom before our ancestors crashed into the fundament. This is not a sea ship like Orash. It is an artifact of high technology. Three, I know its purpose. I know what happened to the crew. Four, Zyro wants to sell the ship at Karn Atoll, where species gather. At auction, it would earn us enough wealth to hire mercenaries to retake our osmium court and send the baby-eating helium drinkers screaming into the ocean. Five, but I told Zyro the ship was worthless. Six, Orash wants to open the ship and see what we can take command of. I know this is the right thing to do. I know because I asked the worm. The worm, carved in my code by Sathona who should be afraid. One, it was my father's familiar. I ripped it from him as we fled. It is a dead white thing, segmented, washed up from the deep sea. It is dead, but it still speaks to me. It says, listen closely, O vengeance mine. So can you just explain those cards in a little bit more, something that we could kind of understand of okay. what, what are they talking about with this, this ship? Where we, where we caught up with it, uh, basically they are fleeing their world on the fundament they right. their, their father the king's been killed uh and basically now teox and the co-conspirators of the helium drinkers are trying to kill the actual three sisters as well okay so this is somebody that we haven't come across in destiny at the moment apart from in the law teox yes uh, this so is one of, this is one of the big spinfall things when are we going to see teox Okay, it has so even been theorized that Eris Morn is Teox because of her three <laughs> eyes. So we could potentially go to the Osmian throne. Maybe. Well, that we don't know. Okay. That is the other thing. We don't actually know where this is. This potential we could actually get now when we go into Beyond Light, in into the uh, in into the darkness and speak with it and convene with it. We we, we may be able to find a way to actually go to the um, home world. Okay, but it's not in our solar system. It's somewhere else. As far as we're aware, it's not in our solar system. You're looking at something like maybe Jupiter, massive gas giant planet. But like we have, like with Vex portals and portals to the Nether realms and things like that, that we've used on like the Dreadnought to get to other places. This could be something that could possibly be ventured into later on down the line. I'm just hypothesizing of what they could do to kind of shorten the gap between traveling from our solar system to another solar system but and you use the sword space okay you know how you see the hive ships 
appear yeah. overhead when they when they spawn into into game. Yes, they are coming out the sword space, basically the ascendant realm. So you can actually cut a hole in reality and actually step out from the sword space into another area, and that's how that's how the hive travel. Okay, but is it something like I'm going to reference X Men here with Nightcrawler that he needs to see where that other place is before you can kind of transport there or is it something like you you need to know where the coordinates are or you can just say you know never we're going to cut from here to there that much detail sorry it's never been made clear in that much detail there is reference to savathun telling oryx where to where to slice into the sword space and this or into another realm and the and the vex step through okay now, I know I know you had some questions previously. The question I had from the last week's show was that in the law that you were reading, one of the books mentioned the Leviathan. So I was wondering whether this was the Leviathan that we've kind of all been to, or was it just a general term? No, it's not the Leviathan we've all been to. Um okay. actually the writer the writer has the writer of this actual law has actually said he should have met all the creators. I can't remember which way around it was, but effectively said they should have called one of them something else. Okay. <laughs> that was a general hiccup, but they've, they've had to run with it now because it's in the law. Well, I suppose we, we could just refer to it as Callus's Leviathan ship and the Leviathan, which was the other version. What is the Leviathan that they're kind of describing in the law? Basically, the Le Leviathan, we'll, we'll actually come across this later on in the actual Books of Sorrow. The Leviathan is a massive beast of great intelligence that the way I see it is actually keeping the worm gods prisoner deep in the depths of the fundament. Okay. Because they are, they are afraid of it. So it, it, similar to like the, the beast that we've seen on Titan, like that, that big worm thing that's in the water or like um zole on mars similar to that is it a kind of a big beast like that uh, i would have said actually bigger because zole is one of the smaller worm gods okay and the th thing is with zole he he is he is there but when you imagine all five worm gods together zole is zole is one of one of the smaller ones yeah and then you look at the dreadnought, which was made out of one of the other worms that Oryx killed, made his dreadnought out of his cor uh, out of the corpse. Yeah. If they're the two of the smaller ones, how big are the big ones? And you've got to imagine the, the power of the five of the worms together and something big enough to intimidate them to actually stay where they are. Oh, okay. Have we actually killed Zol? Or is it just kind of that iteration of him on Mars has disintegrated and disappeared? Well, this actually has to be in law. No, Zolt is not dead. Okay. Just like we, we kill for Zol. We yeah, kill for we did the whisper, Yeah, we did the Whisper of the Worm mission. Yes. Yeah. And if you read the, the law on... Hang on, I'll bring it up, actually. Let's, uh, this, this might answer your question better, because <laughs> I've got that on my character. Let me just... Log into my account quickly. So we put a plug in for light.gg when you need to find something. Light.gg. Vault. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vault. I actually do use Whisper. Well, I, know, I used to use Whisper, but apparently I don't, and I vaulted it. Yeah, mine's still sitting at 750. If you've got it up, read it away. 
So the Whisper of the Worm sniper rifle says, A guardian's power makes a rich feeding ground. Do not be revolted. There are parasites that may benefit the host, teeth sharper than your own. Zol, the will of a thousands, perished but was not destroyed. Death is a road. Death is a metamorphosis. The unsacred union between destroyer and destroyed. The might which defeats a, a god is the ambrosia that god, that god craves. The meat-sweet logic of, ex, of existence asserted by violence. The binomial decision between the two ways of being which deny each other. In dying, Zol fed richly. Now came Zol unto the taken upon Io, who fed Zol with plunder and tried to make of it an idol and a commanding will. Yet Zol was bound joyously to the very logic that sustained in its death. It wanted the sword proof, the single proof. It wanted to become a rule which divided the mighty living from the mighty dead. So it whispered the anthem anthemy. Anthem anthene? Anthem anathene? Yes. The temptation to dominate the objective universe with a subjective will. It said, I shall be an engine to make your desired hegemon over your conditions. It said, wield me and use me to test your foe. This was its worship. Ait. 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 Very good. Oh, interesting. So basically, when you're killing with Whisper, you're feeding Zol. And we don't want to be doing that, really. A a guardian or a life, a guardian's life or a standard life, the power you actually take from that, you're feeding Zol. If you're using Whisper. So I've done a perfect job not feeding Zol. I have starved Zol very successfully. (laughs) I haven't. I used it a lot. (laughs) It's great for taking out witches. And feeding powerful gods. Who knew? Okay, and the other question I had from the show last week was, you were talking about the sisters, and we know about Savathun, but what's happened to the other one? Uh, we also, we know about Oryx as well, but yeah, what's, where's the other one, and what's the other one? The other one is Zivu Wrath. Okay. High God of War. That sounds interesting we, for Destiny. Yeah, he was last seen taking this fleet off into deep space. Now, it's not a case of he hasn't been seen in Destiny 2. Envoys of his has been seen. Now, if I remember right, we actually fought one of them just after the Red War on one of the IO missions. Oh, interesting. Can you remember the one deep in the caves where you uh, had to stop Taken or Captain or Will, whatever you want to call it, coming through? It was one of the side missions after the Red Red War on uh, on Io. I believe that was one of uh, Zivu or Wrath's minions. Oh, okay. And I think you may have seen one on Titan as well. So these things have kind of slowly been drip-fed to us, so there's little, be- little beats here and there for us to kind of see, but not actually see the whole picture just yet. Yeah, that's right. Ah. That's how they're slowly bringing Savathun in it, because the first time I really properly came across Savathun was in... The god awful strike, Savathun's song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you remember just after the Red War when you, when you were just just high enough light to do that nightfall strike when it first came out with the twenty minute timer? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I I still have nightmares about that. I hate that strike. I can run through it now. Absolutely, absolutely brilliant when it's a strike and as a nightfall. But when you had something like time warp and momentum modifies on it 
Did you not? You, you didn't love jumping through hoops. That was amazing. <laughs> or shoot, what was the other one? Shooting the um, anomalies. Yeah. Oh, I, I think I had, I had blocked that out of my memory because my I was like, what do you mean hoops? I was like, no, now now it, it's all coming back to. Me. I, I've tried to suppress those memories, and they're all coming back. <laughs> so anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about is that when the Nightfalls originally came out in Destiny Two you had a time limit of 20 minutes and then there were modifiers and there were things that you kind of had to do. So like you see those Vex gates that you can jump through on Mercury and get to different parts. You had to jump through those to collect time limits or add extra time to your Was it about 30 seconds a gate? Yeah, it was something stupid like that. And then you had, there was like you said, like there was anomalies that you had to shoot that would then also increase time. And there was other things that you had to do. It was kind of... You had to sprint to heal. That was momentum. Yeah, yeah there, was, there was various different things that... They it was were... savage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I, I think in, in some ways that some of those things could have been brought back and we could have had improved on strikes and things and you could have got improved maybe rewards from doing strikes with those on. So maybe it's something they could look at. But yeah. Well, thank you very much for your lore this week, not off. Much appreciated. But I will try and dive into the lore next week a little bit deep. Well, not deeper, but do it a little bit, make it a bit of a longer section. Okay. That'd be cool. uh, because that will answer a lot of the questions that people are thinking, because this book is basically the origin history of the Hive written by Oryx. Okay. Oh, interesting. So it could be skewed. Very much similar to how the the, the Callus stories have kind of come out. Oh, the, the Callus fan fiction, yeah. Yeah, it could be skewed like that, but Oryx seems like an honest bad guy. I guess we'll find well, him. He's, he's got nothing to prove, has he? He's got where he was by literally killing and conquering. Mm. <laughs> right, and I will bid you guys farewell. Take I'll care. See you, later. see you later. See you later. Yeah, see you later. Bye-bye. Yep, Bye. Later. I always enjoy that. I, I know I know so little, so it's nice to have someone just be like, yeah. Uh, again, I just want to pull pull my little my little carpet square up, sit there, and listen to story time. <laughs> I always it's like I would have questions, but I don't even know where to start asking questions. But I really I really enjoy the lore, so I'm glad glad we found someone who can do a better job. Yeah. <laughs> so let's move on to tips, tricks, builds, and guides. And I've just got a little hint for you or a tip for anybody that's participated in the last Halloween events that we've had in Destiny. So the horror story and the Braytech werewolf were available auto rifles from doing the Halloween event. The um, what was it called? The Festival of Festival of the Lost. Yeah, that's the one. Mm-hmm. So these weapons should, according to the database leaks that have happened, should be coming back with their power caps and perks modified. So if you've already got these in your inventory, hang on to them because they may automatically be increased from 1060, which is what they are at the moment, to 1360 and possibly being sunset in season 15. So this is both weapons have had their last two columns of perks modified. Um, Yeah, and hopefully next week we'll dive in a bit more detail about some of the information that is coming out about the Festival of quite a few things that look interesting with costumes and eververse items and masks 
almost for everybody. But this week, the main focus for me anyway has been the Travelers Chosen. As I said, went out and got the sidearm pretty quick and then took it into Iron Banner. And one of the first videos that I watched this week was from Cool Guy. And it was the Travelers Chosen review and build suggestions. And it was just a few things that kind of he threw out there that he'd thought about that could pair really well with the, the sidearms perk. And in his video, he goes over a lot of things. One of them is it's the highest range of all the 300 RPM sidearms. Gathering light is its main perk. So final blows grant gathering light. And when you consume this, a bit like you do with stacks of light, but you can physically do this by double pressing your reload button. This will grant you grenade, melee and ability energy based on the amount of stacks you can have. So in PvE, it's one stack per kill. And that's no matter whether they're red bars or yellow bars, apparently at the moment. But in PvP, it's three stacks on a Guardian kill, which is quite good. So when you consume it in PvP, it's about a third of your regain or your regen. So when you have stacks on your weapons, it also improves your handling, aim down sights and target acquisition. So you can max this out at 10. So you imagine three Guardian kills, you're up to nine already. So you can literally run around with improved handling, aim down sights and target acquisition on the weapon. or you can trade it all in for the ability regen. Um, you can also switch the weapons and the stacks stay, which is also a really good thing because you remember with the Memento More with the Ace of Spades, when you switched your weapon or you took out your ghost, it would well, the, they would disappear. But you can actually switch your weapon so you can switch to a heavy, take out somebody, switch back to it, and those stacks will still be on that weapon. So there's just a few points from the Cool Guy video that I watched. Um, he goes into a bit more detail about all things really interesting to watch so then there were other builds that were coming out that were i thought really interesting and the first one out this week that i saw was eror had put a pve crazy travelers chosen build together so if you're interested in pve then eror's got uh, a few pve builds one for each class and recommendations of exotics to pair with it for and it goes over numbers of damage and stack info in kind of the tribute hall so that's worth a watch Jarv also put out one a couple of days ago and this is a super warlock build and this is for middle tree stormcaller using the crown of tempest exotic helmet this is arc ability kills restore your arc abilities so using a void energy mod called energy converter which when you're charged with light using your grenade grants you super based on the amount of stacks you have up to 50 percent. so you imagine that you can put like stacks on stacks and a couple of the other ones you can basically get up to 50% of your super back with just throwing out one grenade. Now, as I recall, this grenade doesn't actually have to hit anybody or do any damage. It's literally, as you throw out the grenade, it gives you 50% back. So you can imagine using the Traveler's Chosen to get kills, to build up your stacks, picking up orbs of light, and then you throw out a grenade. You've then also then got your super back and you can reload to get your abilities back. And with being on the middle tree, you get the Ionite Traces, which grant you super and ability energy as well. He was getting his super back and he was doing this at the Altar of Sorrows on the moon really, really quickly. And it looked really fun build to kind of use in PvE. So that's one to kind of check out. Next, we have Crispy Bacon 808, and he's got a PvE Titan build. And this is using the chest piece, the Heart of Innermost Light. So if you put a shield down or a barrier, it empowers your grenade and your melee. So using the Traveler's Chosen to help regen his ability energy and the Middle Tree Sentinel, 
So this synergizes with the controlled demolition. So when you actually hit somebody with a grenade or a melee, it puts a kind of a kind of haze around them, doesn't it, Parody? And it's a kind of avoid detonation. So if you then shoot them after the fact or punch them or whatever, this causes further damage and to surrounding targets also causes the detonator to explode. So this is a really good PvE build. I'll come to a PvP one later on. As to cross gaming has got one equals Hamankara chosen. This is using the young Amhakara spines, exotic gauntlets for the hunter, and their perk is Wish Dragon Teeth. And this increases the trip mine duration and blast radius. And he said in his video, you don't realize how big this blast radius is when you have these gauntlets on. It is very, very big. And the ability damage granted by the trip mines also gives you energy back for trip mines. He pairs this with Top Tree Gunslinger, which has the proximity knives that you can throw out and they can like throw into a wall or into the floor and they will detonate when somebody goes near them or you can literally throw them at somebody and they'll detonate. And again, Traveller's Chosen. He pairs it with the Truth Teller Grenade Launcher and the one that he's got in his video has got proximity grenades, auto-loading holster and demolitionist. So if he's getting a kill with the grenade launcher, he's also getting more grenade energy back. He's then using his Traveller's Chosen to regen his abilities, which then he can throw out more grenades. And you can kind of see the snowball effect there with just the amount of stuff that's then feeding back into grenades and abilities. And looks really good in PvP. Um, iFrostbolt has got a Skipnades build. And this is, again, as he puts in his video, it annoys the hell out of people. He took this into Iron Banner. Uh, he uses the Shinobu's Vow exotic gauntlets for the hunter, which gives you two grenades and improves tracking and damage on those horrible little skip grenades. So this and is very bad person. Sorry. And it makes you a bad person. Exactly. <laughs> it also returns energy when you damage an enemy. So you get grenade energy fed back to you, even if you don't kill somebody and it just damages an enemy. He uses this with bottom tree arc strider. And plus Gambler's Dodge, he gets his melee back when he dodges near an enemy. Um, he does go over the build briefly, which does have some charge with light mods as well. So this is one I used in my kind of PvP play this week that I've recorded that hopefully you will include in this week's show on YouTube. So if you are interested in seeing how a noob uses this build, it should hopefully be there for you to look at. Somebody's fishing for his... Uh... His videos be used. Tired, tired of watching Fusco rating? No. <laughs> so as I mentioned with Astacross, he did a build with his um, with his young Amakara spine gauntlets, and he was using the Truth Teller grenade launcher. Well, he was contacted by somebody and basically said, "This is the god roll. This is the one that's good for pairing the Traveler's Chosen, and it is the perfect replacement for the Mountain Top." Now. I watched the video and I can see where he's coming from. It's very, very good. It comes with hard launch, proximity grenades, and auto-loading holster. But instead of the demolitionist, it's got disruption break on it. And disruption break works in PvP. So when you get a like, even if you don't get the, the Guardian down, if it breaks their shield, you can then swap to your traveler's chosen, kill them with that, get your regen ability, and just kind of use it in that kind of build with the young Amakara spines. He's put a video together for reasons why you want to look out for a disruption break truth teller. And um, I've included that in our videos this week. 
Now, the one I'm most excited about this week was an it was a, it was one between MTash and Destiny Fun Police. Now, I think they kind of came out with the same video at the same time. It was both in my feed at the same time. So I've watched both of them and they're pretty much the same build. Traveller's Chosen with the Armamentarium. So MTash's one is just Traveller's Chosen Armamentarium. Destiny Fun Police was infinite one hit sticky grenade build. So I've included <laughs> them both because they're both relevant. And this is double grenades with 100% discipline. So grenades recharge at 32 seconds. That's, that's just standard, 32 seconds. So you just think about that. Every 30 seconds, roughly, you've got a grenade. And you can have two of them. They pair it with the Traveler's Chosen. And again, Middle Tree Sentinel. So you've got the Oppressive Darkness mod as well. So that's where the one-hit sticky grenades come in. And that, also with being paired on your Middle Tree Sentinel, gives you the ability regen as well as part of your super or a part of that subclass. So if the grenade doesn't work on the worm husk dodging hunter, as sometimes it doesn't, you can clean them up with the sidearm and get back some of your ability energy, which then gives you back your grenade. So it's kind of a really, really good synergy for the Titans. In most cases, you'll have your grenade all the time. Um, you can also have enhanced bomber, which is when you drop your barrier shield, it gives you even faster grenade regen. And the, I'm, probably about 20%, it bumps up quite quick. And if you've got 100% resilience, your barrier is available every 14 seconds. So you're thinking like you've got 40% bump in your grenade like every, every 30 seconds. So you're getting two every 30 seconds. Instead of having enhanced bomber on your butt cape, you could swap it out for ashes to assets. So every time you get a grenade kill or enhanced ashes to assets, that will give you more super. So you could be running around with more super. But the the possibilities are endless. The the builds that are coming out for these this gun is nothing I've ever seen before. I don't think I've seen this many builds for one weapon in Destiny for quite some time. So it's been quite exciting to see that it's not just a PVE gun, it's a PvP gun as well. MTash then goes into swapping it around a little bit with unlimited power titan build. So this is similar to the previous build, but MTash uses the heart of innermost light. So this is the exotic chest piece. And this, again, buffs his other abilities. And he uses it with the solar plexus mod on the middle tree sunbreaker. So this is when you have a, a melee, it's the throwing hammer. So he can throw hammers, get the one hit kill because he's got the solar plexus mod on from the, I believe this is the artifact. Is that right, Parody? I think so. I don't remember, I'll be honest. I think it's one of the green ones that you can get from the mods. I think it's like the um oppressive darkness mod so you can get you can get solar plexus and oppressive darkness from your artifact so the solar plexus basically gives you it improves your melee so this also counts when you're throwing out those mini hammers as it's a, a melee at range basically so he's getting a one-shot kill by throwing out those hammers because it li literally does kill somebody in one hit once he does that with the chest piece the heart of innermost light he's then buffing his grenades and if he's got the sticky grenades on that is a one-shot sticky grenade for solar as well he also then in the video he kind of swaps it out a bit and he tries lightning grenades on the top tree striker so he gets double grenades and a one hit shoulder charge who's back we have a hunter back it's not respawn <laughs> You can't, you can't find him from your car. I'm sorry. 
This isn't the show for that. <laughs> that slot's been well, taken by one hunter already. Yeah, but we should get two hunters arrested. The reason why I'm just dropping in quickly is I forgot to mention about the, um, the new law and the Destiny audio files. Okay. Well, I'll, I can mention that at the end of the show for you then. Yeah, if, if you wouldn't mind, that'd be great. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Right, so I'm going to go because I'm in the middle of the Lincolnshire walls wall, <laughs> and I don't know when I'm going to lose signal. <laughs> okay. Very good. Drive safe. Don't be the second hunter to get arrested this week. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll catch you later. Bye. 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 Jeez. They all do it at some point. They all do what, it at some point. What is it? Yeah, there was a part of me that was sitting on the beach with the wind, you know, whipping around. We should dive into the podcast just, just so then I can be the person with terrible audio coming in. Yeah. And being like, no, this is fine. What's going on? Anyway. So yeah, Mtash's build is literally the circle of life for PvP for the Titans. You throw out your hammer, you get a one-hit kill. It buffs your grenade. You throw out your grenade, that buffs something else. It's complete synergy. It's amazing. So that's that's two amazing builds for the Titan there. Not saying there isn't any for the Hunters. I mean, we have covered some of those. Okay. Crazy Mr. Pips has the ultimate ability Warlock setup. Traveler's Chosen, Gnawing Hunger, or Summoner Auto Rifle. And he uses the Eye of Another World, which is an exotic helmet for the Warlocks. Now, this is an underrated helmet and one that a lot of people don't use. I haven't heard it being used for quite some time. This marks priority targets and buffs ability regen. So you can see why it's being paired with the Traveler's Chosen. Apparently, this drops the cooldown of your ability regen by 20 to 30%, which is quite significant when you're kind of... And if you can spec into, like, Discipline or strength, or something that you can kind of spam quite a lot of, and then use the Traveler's Chosen, like they have with the, the Titan. It's really worth doing. He uses this, again, with the Middle Tree Stormcaller, again, utilising those Ionic Traces, and then goes ahead and shows you kind of gameplay of this in Crucible. Worth a watch, really good. He also has the ultimate Warhack setup for the Night Stalker Hunter. And this no. is an interesting... Yeah, this is an interesting build with Middle Tree Night Stalker. So whilst crouching, getting a precision headshot kill gives you invisibility and wall hacks, basically. And he pairs this with the exotic gauntlets, the Kepri Sting. Now, if you haven't seen these, these are the ones that have kind of got a bug on the arm. They just look really weird. This grants the user an, an instantly cast smoke bomb when you punch somebody with a full melee. Once that drops, you gain true sight whilst in your own effects. Again, wall hacks. And the smoke bomb does increase damage, so basically kills them and they can't see where you are, you punch them a couple of times. Using the Traveler's Chosen, you're kind of just repurposing your abilities as much as you can. So that's another really cool video for you to kind of watch. I'm sorry about this parody. There's so many Traveler's Chosen builds that I'm covering. No, it's all good. It's, it's, yeah, it was one that, again, I, I haven't gotten mine yet, but I've seen people talking about it. Just I was watching Twitter go by, and it seemed like one that had a lot of potential. You know, I feel like we almost have this like, a lot of exotics that we get, and then it's like, okay, I got the exotic, and I throw it in the vault, and never remember it again. This mm. seemed like a good one that people were really enjoying. There was a lot of yeah, a lot of synergy you can build around, a lot of fun things you can do with it. Yeah, so it's like, nice to see, and gives me a reason to go out and complete it, not just you know to have it and throw it on the stack. 
So another one from I Bet On Me is the Traveller's Chosen Trick Sleeve build. This is for Top Tree Night Stalker with Charge With Light mods. So he uses the Surprise Attack mod, which is while charged with light, when you reload or swap to your sidearm, it will consume the Charge With Light buff, and that gives you extra damage on your sidearm. He breaks down the full build, stats, and mods with gameplay examples. And he pairs this with the Mechaneer's Trick Sleeves, which are the exotic gauntlets, which are for the Hunter. And these basically increase your sidearm ready and reload speed. Also, whilst critically wounded, it boosts your sidearm damage. So again, Traveller's Chosen, boosting damage whilst critically wounded. And then if you get the kill, you can then boost your other abilities. It's amazing. So this makes a perfect combo for PvP and PvE. What's not to love? Yeah, finally, our last one of this week anyway. Grey Gaming has the Traveller's Chosen Getaway Artist. So this is one for the Warlocks in PvP which uses the ability of arc buddies and the getaway artists, which are the exotic gauntlets that basically give you an arc buddy if you consume your grenade. So again, it's one of the abilities, consume your grenade. It's also stronger than the normal buddy. So using bottom tree stormcaller, he can give his arc buddies to his teammates if they stand in his rift, which is what a lot of us warlocks do when we're kind of just standing at a point, capturing it, which in turn... He gets a, the electric static charge perk, which makes your rift last longer and your abilities charge faster when your allies are near. So again, if everybody's kind of standing, capturing a point, he's getting ability regen. He's getting also the, the point of putting out arc buddies all the time. He's also using high energy fire, which is using charge with light when you can get charged with light. Taking charge, it's is when orbs drop, you collect those and you'll get charged with light. And then stacks on stacks, which gives you an extra stack every orb that you kind of collect. And I believe if it depends on what mod you can have on, you can have up to five stacks. So this is again is a really good build, one for you to kind of check out. Our last couple of videos this week are from Deicide, who has got how to be auto rifles in PvP. So are you wondering how to be auto rifles in Destiny Parody? I am, because there are many, many good ones out there all trying to murder me. <laughs> So this is the guy that lets you know some of the wonderful PvP tips. So he goes over the strengths and weaknesses, the builds you can run to help counter these weapons, and some examples and tactics. So he basically slows the, the gameplay down and breaks it down for you of how to kind of tackle the engagement. Really worth a watch if you are just fed up with the amount of auto rifles, the gnawing hungers, the summoners kind of really getting on your nerves. Traveller's Chosen is one way to go, but this is another way. Bravex Hero has got mastering shotguns. So this is a follow-up video to the one he did either last week or the week before that we highlight. This video is how to shotgun in Destiny 2. So Brave talks about the basics and aggressive tips to shotgun better. He also goes into finding the right gear and setup. He talks about crosshair placement, where to aim, shotgun tactics, and using cover, and how to benefit from not running in like an ape, like a lot of us do. So he shows you examples of these with the aggressive maneuvers in a step-by-step -step breakdown. And then finally, this week, we have a, a very good montage and walkthrough. I'd say, yeah, walkthrough of many different things that you can kind of do. This is from Froggy, and it's his glitch guide to barriers and the various different barriers that you encounter in Destiny 2 and how to get around them, through them, on top of them, underneath them, the other ways. So it's a handy little guide with useful techniques to get past the barriers. And hopefully it'll help you explore where you want to go, as he says. Nice. I saw that and I, yeah, just made me smile. 
Well, it's quite funny because he goes through like there are these barriers that you kind of push against and they push back. Well, if you do this, you can just go flying through. It's like, huh, okay. <laughs> and then there's these cube barriers. I'm thinking, this is the one that I come up against is, you know, the cube barriers. I can't go up. I can't go through. I can't go under. Oh, well, you can do these other things. It's like, okay, this is interesting. Yes, yes, yes. Not that I actually kind of do that a lot. It's just that sometimes you come across those things and you think, well, I want to kind of skip that bit. I want to kind of get to that bit over there. But yeah. Especially in that I mean, shattered throne. <laughs> Bane. Yeah. So I don't remember from last week. I know there were a couple of emails that I saw, and I don't remember if you got to either of them last week or if they came in right after the show from Cody. Let me go back to... Yes. Which hunter is it now? It's oh, the other one. Hunter the first. This this is just like cycling you in and out, both of you. I don't know who's coming or going. I'm definitely not going. Mm -mm. I can't believe you guys are still recording. <laughs> so since you're here, respawn. Uh, everyone's favorite Telesto would like to know what is your favorite sparrow. His, is, of course, is the Micro Mini. So what is your favorite arrow? Mine is one of the shark ones. Actually, give me a second. I'm going to pull it up right now. It, um, it's the shark with the fire on the sides. You know the shark sparrow where it has blazing fire on the, on the two little rails? That's mm -hmm. my favorite one. Now, the one that I use a lot, if I'm being honest, is the one that we got from Scourge of the Past Raid because I don't get targeted as much when I ride that sparrow. But as far as favorites go, it's, it's definitely 100%. No contest. The the flaming shark sparrow. I don't know the name of it, but if you if you look it up, you'll see it. It's like a year. The two, dragon maybe. The dragon's breath is great only because it has dragon in the name, and I'm obsessed with dragons. But it's not my favorite. Oh, I was thinking about that sparrow. Okay. No, 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 mine mine has an actual shark face on it. It's one of the three shark ones that you can get, right? Mm. Okay. So you can get three sparrows that have a shark face on there, like a B-52 bomber, right? The the specific one that I was referring to on the two blades that come out, the stabilizer blades or whatever, there's fire that comes up from those. Mm, okay. Yeah. Mighty so, is your favorite? I don't think I've really got a favorite. The one I like riding around on because I look like Ghost Rider is the Burnout. So it's got the kind of the flames <laughs> on it. And I know Not Half told us his one last week, and I will drop it into the show here. This is where the clip will play, and he will say which one is his, and the parody will go after. Well, I just want to say my favourite sparrow is Blood in the Water, the shark one. Marvellous. Nice. And while, while I really want to say the Micro Mini, because that's what I have on, because it's just hilarious seeing a giant titan on a Micro Mini, I also really just like the, the Santa Claus sleigh one because it's just big and good. absurd and jingles and drops glitter everywhere because it's just ridiculous. And if you've seen my Titan, you know I, I optimize for ridiculousness. <laughs> uh, the name of it is the SV-112 Predator. That's my favorite one. And then the other shark one is Blood in the Water. And then you have Zambezi Double Zero. So those are the three shark ones. But uh, yeah, mine is definitely the Predator. <laughs> so not off before he kind of disappeared would like to remind people yeah he wanted to mention that uh, a green eye music lover who was on the guardian downcast 
long ago, is doing some readings with some other folks at Destiny Lore Audio File, and that's A-D-I-O-P-H-I-L-E. And they just released a bonus web lore for the citizens of the city, the new lore drop we got this week. So if you're interested in listening to lore from a couple of different folks reading it, like Reading on Music Lover and others, you can go check out the Destiny Audio File podcast, which is also on the lovely people at Podbean. So if you, if you, you could you could also just listen to Laura on our show. I'm just saying. Yeah, but you no, can... we haven't got we haven't got the citizens of the city law. This yeah. is the new yeah. law that's come out, which we will also link in our show. Arf, notes. Arf, yeah. we need citizens of the city law, dude. Arf, where's Arf? Arf, gone. There's, there's only there's only one hundred at a time. We have a strict one hundred at a time rule apparently today. You two have <laughs> about perfectly. I would say you planned it, but I know you better than that, so. Ouch! <laughs> Dang on, dude. Keep the gloves above the waist, parody. I, I, I'm just happy that you haven't been arrested and, and you aren't being detained somewhere. So good job, buddy. Right? It's it's good when you get the police chief's personal cell phone number on his card. You can just hand it out whenever you get in trouble. It works great, man. I recommend it. There you go. Did want to say thank you to Pact Llama, who has now joined our clan lovely email i'll just read you a short snippet of it this is a big shout out from the land down under where indeed our internet is very slow however we still give it our best shot in all competitive and co-op gaming i would like to thank you boys what an awesome job you do and have been doing with your podcast i listen to them at work and any chance i get to catch up on some missed destiny content from the earlier seasons uh, he's been a massive fan of destiny since destiny one he loves the law so thank you not off and again, he stumbled across our podcast, as a lot of people do. Yeah, and he's a hunter main. I noticed you yeah, conveniently he, you know, he left that out. That. Uh-huh. No, not in, not in that long email. Uh-huh. But yes, he has now joined our clan and uh, <laughs> hopes to join Respawn and I for something. Yeah. Well, he did a raid with me last yeah, was, night. So no, no, I don't he specifically know said, where you're specifically slacking, said we did a raid last me. night. Well, well, well he, oh. has, he has oh. already joined the clan. He has already invited to the PC Discord and already been through a raid with Respawn and Fuzco and as of uh, about 5 o'clock this morning is also sitting on our, our on our uh, YouTube feed because you guys were in a raid that was about the exact right length of the episode last week so guess what now it's a video for this week so thank you for that thank you for Fuzco and Respawn for continuing to raid and continuing to provide lovely footage and uh, yeah and those raid engrams that I, I like to go to to the bird and pick up like every four or five weeks or so, just like the pile of Ingrams and the stack. <laughs> so you planted all these things this, this week, last week, and the six weeks before. I said, thank you. Let me let me take these, shard them, and then go about my life. See, sp- speaking of the raid, I just want to point this out real quick, guys. I won't take too much of your time. But Fuzzco says this all the time, and it's a mantra he lives by, and I 100% back it up. It's the raid mechanics are not the hardest part about a Destiny raid. It's all the bugs. And last night, that footage that, that you have now is the epitome of raid bugs, right? The first one is, you know the guys you got to shoot in the front and the back no. and pop their shields? Well, when you would shoot one of them, either the front or the back, the other one would disappear. So you physically could not shoot both, right? And then the boss, we one-phased him, got him down to less than one-eighth of his health bar, Right? We'd start the second phase. You know how you shoot yep. him with the tank to stun him? 
We shot him with the tank until the tank exploded and he would not stun. <laughs> yeah. So, again, the mechanics aren't what kills you. The bugs are. Yeah, all your teammates. Well, thank you very much for anybody that has written into us, tweeted us, anything to us. If you have anything you'd like to add to the show, if you've got anybody that you follow on YouTube that you want us to check out and highlight for everybody else to watch, because there are a lot of smaller YouTubers that are out there that are putting builds together, that are putting guides together, that I find as I'm kind of watching other Destiny-related videos, and it'd be quite nice if somebody else wants to suggest some that we can watch. It'd be really cool. If you've got any suggestions for the show. Mm -hmm. Or if you have a YouTube channel and you're putting stuff out there, putting builds together, or just you know putting out some cool stuff, let us know, because Night Demon needs more YouTube to watch. He doesn't have quite enough. He needs more. He is, has an essential hunger for YouTube. Yeah. Our, our tips, tricks, and builds guy that takes up four pages is not nearly no. long enough for him. And, you know, this week, I, I can show that. I mean, there were, there were a lot of builds that, that were put out there that I put together myself and wasted a lot of cores and time and effort. And I've actually recorded the gameplay. So again, trying to plug parody, putting my gameplay with this week's podcast <laughs> so that people well, can see, you know, the builds. Hey, uh, Demon. Hey, Demon, are you using the Charge of Light belts? I, I know am. parody isn't, but are you? Yeah, of course I am. Yeah? What's your favorite one to use? What, what, what do you use to charge up your light? And what do you use to expand it? It depends on what character I'm on. So it just uh, it varies. Okay. Okay. All right, then. That's fair. Um, there was one thing I wanted to bring up, but I left too early before I could get a chance to say it. And I want to ask you guys your opinion on this, right? Based on the new stasis builds, I'm seeing a lot of crowd control, a lot of... Uh, group abilities uh, i'm seeing a lot of things that are good for pve but i haven't seen anything that looks like it's going to do a ton of dps yet right so what do you guys think about that do you think that this is going to be more of a more of a like a like a dungeon kind of build or do you guys see something in this build that could potentially be like a new dps king i think it's going to be more of a support thing so that somebody in the team is going to be rocking stasis while other people will be like still rocking bubble. We're still be rocking well. There'll be, if you're talking raids or like nightfalls and things, there'll be kind of set mechanics. I mean, I'm not saying you can't kind of go in all, all six or all three of your stasis people. I'm saying that it'll kind of possibly have its place in what we currently have existing. Yeah. I'm thinking that too. I'm thinking this is not going to be any kind of a boss killer build yet maybe something will happen i don't know but i do hope that eventually these changes that were made regarding like the the fragments and whatnot will be at some point in time reverse engineered to work with our current subclasses so that we can change our current subclasses the same way that we're changing our our stasis subclasses so I've got one question that I don't think I've heard any other YouTube, any other, it might be on Reddit, it possibly is on Reddit, but I haven't heard anybody talking quite loudly about it. The fact that we have at the moment subclasses on our armor, and we're now getting a stasis subclass. Now, nobody's mentioned getting stasis armor or a subclass that would enhance stasis abilities or even give different mods on different armor. I'm guessing it's not coming because nobody's actually talking about it. 
but it, it's interesting that they haven't said anything about it whether it's something that, that they're not thinking about or something that they are thinking about just that it would be interesting to get a stasis element armor piece or armor pieces and like maybe you could put any armor mod on there instead of having to be specific between like uh like void arc or solar something yeah like that. i mean maybe they'll they'll rework the armor to be armor 3.0 and include stasis later on down the line but it may be something that just it doesn't doesn't kind of fit in with what ha- what's happening with beyond light but i just thought i'd throw it out there right and I hope if they do, they don't further split up the mods between four subclasses because having to juggle three is hard enough, right? Mm. If you're gonna if you're gonna add subclass to the two point or like you're saying three point let subclass just like encompass all other mods or something. I don't know, man, but I have a hard enough time juggling the three. It's like okay, well, I want to use this mod. Crap, this is freaking solar. Damn it, mm. you know. It, 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 Having to do that with four armor sets, I'm gonna lose my mind. I'm gonna I'm go nutters. Sorry, no, don't do that. Hopefully, that's what they're. I mean, that's what they're building the fragments and things out. To. Hopefully, that's gonna replace the you know the, the mods on the armor and just start putting mods into into your subclass. And I'm hoping then they do away with the you have to match the things of the things. But I don't know. I just you know, I mean, I'm right there with you. Yeah, yeah. Like they're definitely building those RPG elements in. It's just a matter of you know, how quickly and how they build them in and where they go. So, yeah, now I think, in Nadi Blanca said, I wonder how much they're keeping, because, you know, Bungie, Bungie, you know, sort of bounces back between telling you everything about everything that's coming and then next to nothing about what's coming. So I wonder if this is one of those, I'll tell you about stasis, but not, you know, not what that's going to mean for the greater world and all of your armor and that and the other. I wonder if it's one of those things that'll drop day one that they just aren't teasing. Or if it's yeah, it's in it's in the pipeline because armor armor changes are a much bigger thing than everything else. Yeah. So I think with that, it's time to uh, to close the show up. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Your titans are parody and night demon. Your hunters are no one response in real life and not Arf that I have seen in the same room at the same time. So I'm pretty sure they're not the same person. You can email the show and please do at two titans and a hunter at hotmail.com. You can find the show on Twitter at two titans underscore hunter. Shows on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube as well. If you're looking for raid help, really go be on PC and play with Fusco. He will take you through raids. He's he is the Sherpa that will get you through, like he did Pack Llama the other night. And you know he tolerates respawn, so that's always fun. But if you need raiding help, the Guardian Hub, Guardian Downcast, and technically Two Titans of the Hunter, you can head over to lfg.frozen.party, where we offer raid hindrance, trial certain giggling, but they can actually offer you raid help and you know, friendship. So you can find your favorite guardian on Xbox Live and Respawn on PC. You can watch the show on YouTube, listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere fine podcasts are sold. And I look forward to picking up my new Xbox Series Oreo later on this year. Say goodbye, guys. Until next week. Respawn, we can't hear you. Goodbye, guys. Until next week. That's better. Bye. Um, the parts where I was breaking up, man. Go ahead and cut that out. I don't want to. I don't want to sound like a freaking robot or whatever. Unless it no, I'm, I'm leaving it in now. Comedy. That's it. He, 
No, I'm just saying, like, because earlier, y'all made a comment about it, but I was actually putting serious thoughts about it. Right? Because, like, I thought you just like, whatnot, microphones, even when they don't cut out. Right? Really? Like you are right now, really badly. Son of a. Which, which is unfortunate because I'm trying. You're trying to make a point, and it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, like. Uh, <laughs> oh come on! Okay, the come on was very clear. Everything before that, not at all. So, so scream with that in- level of intensity, and that was. <laughs> I heard cast, so respawn. It sounds like you took your your oh. auto tuner up to like eleven, and all the only word we got of that was no. cast. The rest of it was just like melodic. Just give up. You do not have the bandwidth to speak, sir. I give up. Done. Good. Heard you perfectly. I'm on five G. This makes no sense. I'm on five G. It's supposed to be even better. No. Evidently not. Good to know. So yeah, don't run out and buy a five G phone. Or you sound like a robot. Am I still roboting? Am I roboting right now?